Uh, so I don't have a coin to flip on this. So uh, pick a number between one and one hundred. Oh Jesus! Uh, Twenty-eight. Okay, we're doing Baroness first. Hell yeah. All right. Um, Did I get it? What? No, it was literally if you picked anything below 50, we were doing Baroness. Oh, anything but... above 50, we were doing Rod and Christ. All first. right. I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's solid. That's solid. All right. So, Baroness. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, so, I didn't pick this album because it's my favorite Baroness album. I picked this album because I feel like this has. John Baisley's strongest writing lyrically. Okay. Um, I think that a, there's a couple of songs um, on this album that I feel like if you if you take the music away and you just have the lyric sheet, I think that those could be like published poems in a in like a literary magazine. Like they're stupid good and. Yeah. Uh, the couple, like the first few times that I heard this, like organic, just like by myself, like not the past couple weeks where I, I re-listened to it. Um, the first time I kind of heard it by myself, I was like, I'm sure that I'm mishearing this better than what it actually is. And then when I went back and like kind of read the liner notes and I was like, no, he's, he's going for it. This is amazing actually that I don't know. It's just, it's refreshing for me. And I know that we always go on about how, like, oh, he's such a good lyricist. And I just think it sucks that, like, nobody realizes. But, like, John I mean, it's Baisley, important, though. Yeah, no, it's, it's super important. important. But, like, John Baisley is, like, he could do other things uh, with write. Like, he could be a published writer if he so cho chose to be. Um, it just so happens that he's also incredibly t a talented musician. Uh, so... That's where we are with Baroness. So yeah, like I said, it's not my favorite album of theirs, but it is probably I I would say and I feel free to disagree. Uh, their strongest written work. Okay. So, um, yeah, no, and and, and and I and I appreciate that you do that because I have a few, quite a few albums on here that it's like, it's more, it's more of like the overall of the. It's it's hard to describe because it's like well why why wouldn't you just put your favorite album on there like because it's right. not about that you know exactly. it's like yeah. it's like like that's how I was with Devin Townsend I put Devin I put a couple Devin Townsend albums on here from his various different projects so it's not just right. all one thing but they're neither of them are my favorite mm -hmm. of his but um, you know it's good that you can like take a step back and like uh, recognize that and conceptualize what you're actively doing. Mm -hmm. And I, you know what, I think what, what I kind of owe, especially with, with a band like Baroness, what I owe to that is just the kind of the embarrassment of riches with quality content that they've put out. And I think it's kind of weird to say it's so cold and robotic like that, but just like, there aren't any bad out, al they don't have any bad albums, but like, I think with other bands where you would struggle kind of to like because if this was a kind of a podcast where like we really didn't know each other's musical tastes or whatever and it was more like yeah well let me just throw all of the good stuff from stuff that i like at them and and 
you know, logically to me, there's no way that he could disagree with me. But yeah. it's not it's not that not being the case, I can go, okay, so I know that he's listened to them before, so it's not like I have to be like, oh, we're going to listen to this because this is my favorite album and hopefully it's his favorite. It's like, well, we all kind of appreciate the same things. And also, like, everything fr- for me from this band is at least like a 7 or 8 out of 10. So yeah. I can, you know, wipe wipe all of those like predetermination factors away and just say okay so we agree that we like this band so then we move on to well then what stands out and for me being a writer i don't know i can't believe we've never taken this stance before but like you being a musician and me being a writer something 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 anyway but for me being a writer the lyric quality is crucially important so that's kind of where i fell on here yeah no and i and, and i completely agree with that because even though um like on my first listen through to some things, I'm listening to the music, right? But I'm mm-hmm. also an, sure. an avid reader and I, sure. I like literature and whatnot. I can't write it, um, but I appreciate it. So the lyrics do matter to me um, to a certain point. So that's why sometimes, like, like for instance, the Sirith Ungol album. Like, I listen to that not to fucking exp- put a wrinkle on my brain, you know? Right, but something right. like this, I feel like, can... Uh, I, I, I have a better time whenever there's substance to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So, I completely agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, do we want to... Let's let's dive into this, then. Yeah, man. Alright, uh, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, first track was uh, Morningstar. Um, which... Alright, so the way that this album is mixed sometimes for me uh and it does definitely matter if you've got like headphones on or if you're just listening from like computer audio or car radio or your phone or whatever but the mix is and i know this is on purpose but it's a little rough sometimes yeah it's it's tough to differentiate differentiate what's uh an instrument what's just noise what's john so um Morningstar is it's a tough first song on the album because of that and it's a little fuzzy it's kind of a fuzzy song and John's got this very like gruff like it's up there like he's not a tenor or anything like that but it's he's he gets up there and there's a lot of gravel in his voice and because it is such a staticky like fuzzy kind of song um kind of gets washed a little bit so when i actually looked up the lyrics for the first time i was like he's saying a lot and i did not know that <laughs> yeah yeah i noticed that too whenever i was looking up some of these things because it's like whenever you're whenever you're passively listening it doesn't sound right like, it doesn't sound like he's saying that much you know yeah. not even not even from like a deeper meaning standpoint just like physically not saying that much right right yeah no definitely and it's like well everything that he does he does with intention so you'd think that if he was really saying something here, they would have changed stuff around so that you could hear what he's saying. But my God, like, in the first, the first verse, I guess, uh, far beyond horizons, there's a mastered martyr's disguise. Pale as the morning star, strung to the sky. That's yeah. like, that's some Lord of the Rings shit right off the top. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was like a scrolling yeah. credit intro. And it I'm, like it, and, it, and it matches it because like I so I know a lot of like Baroness came about whenever like a lot of the bands were doing like whenever Mastodon was getting mm-hmm. real big so that whole like I call it the Mastodon sound only because they got like they took sure. it and and did it to the nth degree but that like 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 those weird hammer ons on those like 
uh, lesser, like, performed, like, melodic-type scales and whatnot mm-hmm. that, like, give it this, like, it's it, almost, like, mystical-type type vibe to it without it being, like, hokey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, so whenever they came off with that on the first track, I was honestly, like, Here we a go. little bit disappointed. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed, but um, I still really like the track a lot. You know, mm-hmm. so, it, but, um, and, and, and I think that's partially because I love, uh, his vocal style. Yeah. I really do. He's, it, it, he sounds, if you're not paying attention, he can sound a little bit monotone, yeah. but he is, uh, singing, you know, yeah, he, he's fluctuating sure. and, and whatnot. So. Yeah. It's, it's harsh, but there's definitely subtle like nuances to what's going on there. Um, which could sound like we're covering for him as if like, no, no, he's like really a good singer. You just have to like pay attention. But like, yeah, he actually, get it. he does. Yeah. You, you don't get it, man. If you, if you got it, like, you'd know, but you don't. So it's whatever. It's like, it's all your preference. Yeah. It's whatever. Um, that bit went on for way too long, but I, yeah. So like, I, I don't really super pay Like I always listen to this song, but it's always just like, okay, it's like the first like five minutes and then it's yeah. kind of just waiting. <laughs> so, but it's, it's, I mean, it's a solid track. Well, it's also like his his vocals on this track sit in with everything else. Yeah. So it's it his vocals almost just sound like a guitar that's that's like just playing something different. You yeah. Know, it's all very flat as far as like mixing right. goes, whether that's intentional or not. Yeah. I feel like it is, especially if that's your fucking opening track. You right, know? right, right. Yeah, and like I so like the one thing like outside of this that I do know about John Baisley from when they recorded. Uh, golden gray golden gray yeah yeah that was her last one um so they did like a little like a like not not, it wasn't like a major motion picture or anything like that but they they did a little like behind the scenes like like videos yeah like in the studio production yeah Yeah. and from what gina the lead guitarist was saying like john baisley like he is super not like um a control freak so much but he does like kind of pull rank every now and again and he'll do things where he like just disappears with a mix for like two days and no one can get a hold of him and he'll come back with like a beard and like sunken eyes and he'll be like all right i fixed everything uh, jesus just, just like by himself so <laughs> well yeah because it's it's essentially his band now yeah he's the only sure. original member yeah so he um he does stuff like that and I say that just to kind of reinforce the idea that this is everything about this album is exactly how he wanted it when it came out. Yeah, especially since this is the first album that came out after their whole bus wreck and all that stuff, yes. you know. Yes, yes, yes. So they were coming out with force. It was like they had one they had something to prove that what they 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 essentially rebuilt the band cuz what two or three of the original members basically quit. Yeah, after I think that wreck or it something was, like that. I think it was the drummer and the guitarist whose names escape me, but um, that's when they picked up Gina Gleason, who I love. I just love her as a person. Oh she, yeah, she's a great musician. She's the best, and she's like goofy and like, and that's kind of that's the other thing that we don't. I don't know if we get into enough, and I guess it's not super important for our purposes what, like here. Personalities. But yeah, it's like I don't know. Like, there's something about it. Like, okay, Dave Mustaine, great musician. Decent lyricist, uh, kind of a garbage person, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, you know. But then you know you got you got Gina who does like two minutes to late night stuff and like swim yeah. shorts. It's just it's it's fun. It's all fun. But um, 
Yeah, and I think it was I think it was the drummer. Um but I don't know. It's a cool thing. I don't know if it's necessarily true. It's a thing that I did read uh about them and I I cannot remember the source, so it's almost not worth stating, but I did read somewhere that like the ethos for the band as far as uh John concerns himself or the band is that the um, they always try to change the sound because they do basically have like a revolving door of musicians at this point. And uh, every time someone new comes in, they try to honor the past album of that lineup by not making it sound the same. And um, I guess if that, if what I'm trying to say, what am I trying to say? That like, so it's like, if I have a band and you joined it, to replace like the last guitarist that I had. So like, yeah, I don't want to make you as an individual, write The last guy's material. Yeah. So I want you to write your stuff and we'll just incorporate it as best, best way that we can, because everybody's got their input. And this is like one of those things where it's like they half the band left and came back. So yeah, you, and you were saying like earlier before we started recording that like you like super love blue yeah. And like you were maybe perhaps a little uneasy coming into this one because the album that was before this one. Exactly. Like, eh, I don't know about it. So exactly. I was fully like I, I was going into this with a prejudice mm-hmm. already. Yeah, I mean, and it definitely happens. I mean, every you never know what you're going to get every time someone leaves. And a lot of bands do try to go like, OK, well, we're this band. So like I get that you've had your life and your experiences, but this is you know, we're this band, so I want you to make it sound like you've always been here, where Baroness is like, no, 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 it's a new band every album cycle, so let's just yeah. take it from there. Yeah, which is very refreshing, mm-hmm. um, and 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 some bands don't like taking that risk, so you kind of got to give them props for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, but um, shit, man. Uh, so we're, we're kind of getting into the meat here of why, as far as the, uh, you know, the songs go... Uh, shock me. Yeah, is there's there's a holy shit moment in this song. Uh, that actually I was driving to work actually, and I said out loud. I remember this because I kind of laughed at how it's like corny it is, but I said out I was like holy shit when I heard it, and it is kind. It's in the second verse. It's the end of the second verse because it's just such a punch. Um, yeah, and like the whole song is kind of about like, I mean, and this is my interpretation only. I don't think there seems to be like an overarching like canonical like this is the thing, but to my interpretation, like this song is, is mostly about like, you know, helping somebody out um, as best you can, but kind of also not fully loving that person because they've had better circumstances than you. Yeah, and in a kind of a in a weird way, I I, I don't I'm trying to th- I'm kind of shooting from the hip here, and so it's I'm having a hard time. Well, it's kind of it's 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 like, so obviously they're fighting, right? Um, and it's like don't you know he's it, it, pretty much talking from a standpoint of I've been through more shit than you have, right? Sort of thing. So shock me, you know? Try yeah. try to tell me something that you've been through that is that is anything uh, greater than what I've been. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and so in the second verse, he says, you know, in a dream, a great calamity to stone my heart and firm resolve and render nerves to steel. The pole star wheeled above my head until such time it grew. And this is the thing 
a deep well of despair I found the day my dreams came true. Yeah. I, f- I love that. Those two lines just absolutely, yeah. like, I, they shook it, me. <laughs> he's definitely, he's definitely, and I've noticed this throughout the album, he's definitely the king of couplets. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like, and and I and I appreciate that because his choruses are, are, I mean, this is, Shock Me has some of the longer choruses on the album. Yeah. Or um, uh, uh, verses, yeah. not choruses. But uh, yeah, he likes he likes keeping it short and sweet, which I can a hundred percent appreciate. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Especially with with the amount of musicality they have, it's like you, you'd hate oh, you got to pay attention to yeah. one thing, you know. And yeah. as soon as you know the lyrics, then you can you can focus on the the playing. Uh, yeah, and I and I love the. Uh, it just feels daring. Like he's he, he, mm-hmm. it sounds like he's singing with like a. Uh, like almost like a, a, a wry smile yeah. sort of thing. That's the only thing that, that I can think. Like, come on, do it, mm-hmm. do it. Like that's kind of how uh, listening to that song, just how it felt. Like, come on, motherfucker, let's yeah, go for like, sure <laughs> the whole time. And then whenever it kicks in, I love the chorus. Yeah, the chorus is fucking amazing for this song. But I like those kind of choruses, choruses a lot. Um, yeah. And then and then like halfway, three quarters of the way through the song, whenever it kicks into that rock and like standard, almost like standardish rock, and then like synth bridge, and then it kicks back into the, it, it goes through the cor- solo and then kicks back into the final chorus is like, oh, like yeah, bueno. Yeah, and then you've got like Nick Nick Jost, I think is how you pronounce his last name, the bassist, um, like the whole with that like the just the driving, it's like galloping almost. It's not a gallop, yeah. you know, but it, it kind of is. It's like, it reminds me a lot of, from an album that you didn't love, but um, from Yellow and Green, uh, March to the Sea. Okay. A little bit like the, like the kind of like the bass, as soon as you get like, it's just, I don't know. It's just like the, because it does kind of feel like it's, it's framed really around. Like you, you could in, in your head. I can at least imagine like two people in an open like wheat field or some shit just like going at it. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. And it's I don't know I just think it's really cool how everything like thematically comes together even though there's you know because I I don't I think there's a lot of people that focus on and again talking completely out of my ass here but from you know talking to other musicians and like seeing enough and listening to enough music i do feel like there's definitely like camps of people that will go all right we need to make a badass riff and we need to make badass lyrics and they don't necessarily have to link they just have to like go they have to be the same time and that's pretty much it yeah and baroness is one of those bands that says no 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 like the whole thing is a project so the whole thing is a package yeah i mean as 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 somebody who uh writes lyrics and the music for it the one thing that i and i think that's why i've stuck with metal for so long because Mm -hmm. it's easier to do it i don't know how to write punchy lyrics for (laughs) like do i write the lyrics first or do i write the song first and but then if i write the song first well how do i know like if if what if these this set of lyrics end up ends up having a a more interesting like uh uh vowel pattern to it and it would be cool to do like i don't know how fucking bands do that it pisses me off um but uh yeah, that was my little rant about no, that. No, yeah, so, I mean... I, so well, anytime that's... that I hear it, it always blows my mind, and I always think it's cool because I can't fucking do it, and I don't know how, and <laughs> yeah. I don't think I ever will be able to. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a whole, like, chicken and the egg thing. It's like... I mean, fuck. It's... All right, so it's like, you know, not to go super far out there, but it's like, say what you want about Taylor Swift, man. Homie can write songs. Yeah. But... Do we uh, have any Taylor Swift on the on the list? 
Do we? I don't. I, I'm asking. I oh, didn't put any I don't on think, there. I, I didn't put any on there, but we might. Have you owe so, you owe some albums. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. I need so, to get them together. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying you got to throw a little T Swift. Yeah. Oh there. man, so it's it's gonna get real weird because we're in, we're getting into summer mode now, and my oh, sum, yeah. my summer playlist is coming out, and we're oh we're, yeah we're putting Fallujah away, and we're come, bringing out the mighty mighty Boston. So, oh, dude, dude, <laughs> dude, you want to go? I, I I'm gonna start putting on some like old school like reggae hell yeah man. and like and like two-tone and yeah. shit like that oh it's a, dude it's gonna get weird yeah we're gonna um, introduce the babies to uh bound to killer <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah getting into the next track try try to disappear try to disappear um i'm gonna i'm gonna throw my hot take out here early this is my favorite okay. baroness song really yes this is my favorite baroness song because of well all right maybe it's not my favorite it's my favorite on this album we'll we'll leave it at that at least that wasn't even a haunt take that was a fucking like you know fucking turning uh sand to glass ground zero type really? fucking you take i wasn't like expecting i was ex- no no it says I, I it's not that i don't like this song i just wasn't expecting like that like because fucking god they have like 12 albums yeah, yeah. well it's there's a couple it's on like, the last album. It's like that eight are good. or something like that. Yeah. I would say this is at least top three. Okay, well why? So this song is maybe it's high up in the running for one of my most favorite songs uh lyrically. Um if okay. you if you cut this song off after Maybe one, two, three, four, five, six. Maybe after the sixth stanza. Um, okay. I, I would, if this was like, uh, what are those things called? NFTs? You know what I'm talking about? NFT. All oh, those things that people like trade for money? Yeah, it's like art that's like tradable. The like thing that I don't, under, like I don't understand it Yeah, I have all, no idea what but, the hell it is. Yeah. Um, but if it was a thing that I could own, and only I could own, I would own the first six stances of this song. Man. I love it so goddamn much. And I love the, so it's it's like the, I don't know, it sounds like. Um, Kevin, so, you're making me blush with all this passion. Gee, I mean, it's it's like an open G or something. I don't know the guitar so well. I know like four chords, but it's just that that very like. Oh yeah, yeah, that that like. Yeah, it's like it's very driving the whole time in the background. It gets you amped up a little bit, and it's just the way that he says like, "I will bury your bones inside my garden, underneath underneath your eyes can't burn through me anymore." I'm like, oh okay, keep going, John. I'm almost there. I will throw a golden anchor in the harbor, tie you by your chain to the ghost on the ocean floor. Ugh. And as my lungs deflate, you help me suffocate. We have no need to breathe. I'm like, marry me now. Yeah, I, I, um, my big thing that I took away if uh, on, on first listen and every listen since um, mm-hmm. That one is it has like, and this is probably going to come way out of left field. It has a really strong like alt emo vocal beginning. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, which I initially was like, oh, come the fuck on. Like, <laughs> bro. <laughs> but enough. then like, but then like, um, as it started building up, 
with the, you know, uh, what are those lyrics? Um, as my lungs deflate, mm-hmm. you know, yada, yada, yada. And then that, like, and then it goes into the chorus. He, he, I don't think there's a single chorus on this album that I don't like. Yeah, he's, and it's not. It's great. It's not so much what he's saying. It's it's mostly how he's saying it. But that's not to discredit also what he's saying. But yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, lyrically, it's just cool imagery is what is mm-hmm. what he's doing a lot of. And I don't even know if he... Is he the sole lyricist? Do you know that? I believe that he is. I okay. could be wrong. It doesn't seem like there's multiple people writing yeah. it. Because sometimes you can tell whenever there's right. either multiple people writing a song or, or like, oh, this was so... This was Ringo's song. Yeah, you know, for sure. That, type, for that sure. sort of thing. It is tough because like I know that everybody kind of does their own bit. So you always get the, yeah. like, everybody's name is on it. But it's like, okay, well, who's writing the lyrics, though? Because yeah. this is a work of one yeah. person. But And mm-hmm. what I like is that if you just read this without really knowing too much about the band, but having listened to the other albums, like this is the energy that comes off of these words is like very, it's like very like masculine dude in touch with his feelings. Um, yeah. I mean, just look at the guy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's, it's even like the way, like the things that are being said are very like rough it's, it's like an aggressive kind of romance situation. Um, and now he's clearly like, this is not a, a happy song. No. But even just the kind of what he's saying, like, I never heard this song and didn't picture like an overcast, like Far Harbor kind of situation. Like, maybe like a tugboat but nothing, like, nice. Like, this is not, like, a nice image that I'm getting. Did you just, like, casually drop a Fallout reference there? (laughs) A little bit. Okay. Um, It's just, like, it's, it's like, rough waves. There's a storm coming, like, dark clouds kind of thing. Yeah. And that's just the, like, the the area I'm already operating in, which is, like, it's kind of fun because if this was, like, a different person writing this... You might, yeah, you know, see it differently, um, but because like we've already gone through like fifteen albums with this guy, and and he's got like that like again like that gravel in his voice. Um, yeah, yeah. It's all- I've never actually heard him speak normally, so as far as I know, he's like, well, hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> you know, I, I, but like his 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 singing voice is incredible. I love it. Yeah, no, he's he he was on the second pilot episode of Two Minutes to Late Night. Um, which I would recommend because that came out. That was his first. I'm doing this air quotes. It was his first interview after he lost the Grammy to Megadeth. I say he after Baroness lost the Grammy to Megadeth. Wait, how long has Two Minutes to Midnight been on? I thought that was just a quarantine thing. Oh like no, man! It's been on for like four years. Are you serious? It's a wow. whole thing. Jesus. Yeah, it's I just saw thing. I was just like, oh, okay, it's this guy that like for mm-hmm. some reason is just like friends with all these very well known musicians yeah, and no, are doing, they're like, established. Cool quarantine concerts. Man, okay. Yeah, well, wow. I'm gonna have to check all that out. Um so the everything is crowdsourced, like everything is crowdsourced. So the I think there's there's only one season out, um, and they were waiting for the Patreon to get fulfilled to do season two and then COVID hit. So then they yeah. just decided to break those funds off and do those small uh, apartment concerts. 
but the first season for what it's worth i think is absolutely fantastic it's like um it's a it's a toned down eric andre with okay uh the musical guest being usually the 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 musical guest is usually the guest doing a yeah. thing but they almost never do their own songs so the episode that john's on they did a cover of purple rain okay yeah and it's awesome and then i think the episode that gina is on they do hot for teacher okay it's so good <laughs> that's a cool concept for a show yeah i it's totally so thought it was good. just like a quarantine thing i'll definitely check no, it yeah, out yeah it's it's very i mean it's you can get through the entire series in like two hours so it's not it's not Jesus. even a bad waste of time and it's just so silly and goofy and they have like little mm-hmm. skits and stuff like that and it's it's a fun that's time. awesome that's awesome um, I like that. but yeah back to the jeez this fucking song um it's just so goddamn good and it's it's it is very emo yeah. lyrics like even even the as my lungs deflate mm-hmm. you help me suffocate we we have no need to breathe like I can just be, we, yeah. as my lungs deflate. I was going to say. You know, like that like, kind of shit. Like, we, but, like, it's not bad. Like, it's not bad. Yeah, I, I do think it's uh, it's funny because you said that. And I was like, well, I am a big AFI fan, so. <laughs> I do like the line in it, though, because um, I, I also, like, I didn't want to mention it, but I like how we're not going line by line. Mm-hmm. I feel like we, we, we kind of got stuck in a rut with that. Yeah. Um, particularly with songs that we like. Sure. But, uh Lay that hammer down. If your cross needs a nail, I'm sure yeah. we can sort it out. Yeah. I like that line a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's like almost a bridge. It's like it's like a weird yeah. t- like yeah. in between. That's uh so good. It's such a good song. Um so this so Kerosy. Did you have anything else you wanted to say? No, no, I just took a sip. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's that's all that was. Yeah, no, I'm fine with Jesus. Okay. Um, no, no, that was that was a. For, I'm drinking my cider, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna relish every sip of my hard earned work. There you go. There you go. Um, uh, yeah, kerosene was cool. I like this yes. song a lot. So um, I don't know if you ever do this, but I don't know if you ever try to think of like albums that have like what you would consider like a perfect trio of songs. Um, a trio, a trio is oddly specific. It always just like, can you give me, can you give me an example off this album? Preferably on an album that I would know. Sure. Um, let's see how into, how into no doubt are you? Oh, unfortunately I only know like a handful of songs. Okay. Um, I was gonna say if you, if you know, I think I put Tragic Kingdom on the list. So we'll we'll get. Yeah, to you it did. You you have one on there. Yeah, um, that's got one of them, by the way. Okay, um, but okay. like, do they have to link in in, in some way? Do they, does there has to does there have to be an underlying like link between them? Not necessarily. They just have to be you know one two three in the lineup. So they just have to be. Oh like, oh, like right after line. another, not just yeah. like three random. Tra- oh okay okay yeah I see what you're saying now. Um, um Oh yeah, no. Then I can I can think not off the top of my head, but I definitely know what you're talking about now. Right. I thought you meant just three random songs that like go well together for some reason. But yeah, no, I can definitely see a a, a back to back to back. Yeah, uh, bangers. I this is one of the kerosene. I think is it's tough for me because I I like it a lot, but in order to like go up against the other ones that I know of, it's like it's rough. But I just love shock me and try to disappear so much and kerosene is a super cool track so i i would add it in there 
Um, it's just another one of those like just really really cool visual songs. Um, but it does again. It's a little. I I would say this song's a little more emo than disappear just because of lines yeah, like um, you know my, um, my love is never enough and so oh, on and so yeah, forth. Oh yeah. No, lyrically lyrically they're they're definitely in the same vein. I think the thing that sets uh try to disappear apart is the beginning mm-hmm. because uh kerosene doesn't have that like slow quiet beginning um like uh try to disappear mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Uh, and it's like drown my love in kerosene and in the final hour absence told my heart to wander away it's like ugh. yeah it's definitely it's it's um it's definitely he's in his feels oh, like this whole album yeah. the majority of this album he's definitely in his feels mm-hmm. uh but uh yeah for this track um it is interesting that it's the fastest track so far in my opinion yeah. uh four tracks in and uh i feel like it kind of begins to change the mood for the album a little bit um okay not not like in the overall like scheme of it um but it does does feel like there, there's a slight mood shift maybe it's because it comes off the back of try to disappear which is such a very there there were some like big fuzz guitar mm-hmm. uh bits at the ends of the chorus uh, it courses and try to disappear but um maybe it's because it went from that type of song into uh kerosene uh-huh. um that made me think of that you know looking back at my notes here maybe that's not not the most correct thing to say but at the time that i was listening and taking these notes that's kind of how it felt sure. um I like the descending riffs that they have, mm-hmm. and those especially that like, you know, mm-hmm. it like keeps going down and down and down and down, and then it like immediately like brings it right back up with the chorus that that has this like super because the chorus the whole time it's almost like this like what the beginning of this song is like 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 this like little tinny notey sort of thing, and it's very stressful. Yes all the verses are very stressful. And then whenever it kicks into the chorus, it, because it's like more like open chords, like, you know, strumming sort of thing. Um, and there's something that, I don't know if it's, if, if he's like strumming a, uh, acoustic in the background on like this nice, like open, like augmented mate, or I'm going to say shit that I don't even know. <laughs> like it's like a, it's like a very uplifting, type of chord that's being played in the background and it gives this very freeing like refreshing feeling whenever yeah. the chorus comes around um that i really 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 enjoyed especially because it would de- delve right back down into like the stress again yeah. you know yeah no i think that's a really really good analysis man i um and it's just like it's another one of those testaments to like how much <sighs> this is this is me getting in my head about my word choiceage now choiceage there you go but it's like hey man somebody somebody yesterday at the game decided to make uh tylenol a verb by saying i'm gonna i'm gonna tylen fuck what the hell did he say tylenol tylenorize himself there you go or something like that, that. i forget what the hell or no i i it wasn't tylenol ibuprofenate uh, i'm gonna <laughs> ibuprofenate myself 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so whatever word you want to make up, That's man, it, it's all it's all Gucci. Um, no, but it's like a testament to the artistry that they put into each and every song. Where it's not just one of those like end of the three album deal. Let's just put out twelve songs and call it a day kind of thing. Like everything, and it's what I was saying before. Uh, everything is linked. Like John John Baisley does not do something. Uh, not on purpose. So like even just like you know, and of course like <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to sound like I'm trying to make myself sound smarter than it is. Like of course, but there's just so yeah. much lazy writing out there. I think that's that's what the the thesis of this album is for me. It's like my report on this album is this. There's a lot of lazy bullshit out there. Yeah. And yeah. This is I mean, you run into that, yeah. dude. You run into that. And honestly, that's what usually ends up determining what's a filler and what's not. Like, it can be a banging, like, musically, it can be banging. But if a song is that musically banging and you weren't really willing to put in that much effort into the lyrics, just fucking make it an instrumental. That's fine. You can do that. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But don't don't have a song that's musically good have shitty lyrics because I'm just going to pan it. Right. Man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like... Uh... For me, man, it's like the um, fucking Leningrad, man, Stalingrad, dude. It's one dude's got the gun, one dude's got the ammo, and they both have yeah. to survive, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of them exactly. goes down. And also, as far as, like, artistically, and, and obviously this is something that they came up with in the studio, because whenever you have an engineer, like, you're working with somebody who does this all fucking day, they're going to add shit in. Mm-hmm. It's just what they do. Right. Usually it's for the better. I do think that I kind of like how he has, like, the lo-fi yeah thing on on the you'll take your time i'll take mine and and i'll wait so patiently um i don't know why i kind of like that and then it like kicks into the uh kicks into the like really uplifting uh refreshing chorus but i just thought that was like a cool little thing to add in there was that was that little thing um also i don't know if you kind of got the same excuse me same bit near the end um whenever the banjo kicks in (laughs) <laughs> that I wasn't expecting yeah. at all. Um, after that whole like ending bit comes, uh, did you get like a real like day in the life type vibe? Like you know how day in the life ends with that uh, day in the life by the Beatles, mm-hmm. how it ends with that like big piano chord that they recorded like twelve times over of everybody hitting the same thing and all the the orchestra hits the same stuff. Yeah. All, like everybody's hitting the same note. I got every uh, the first time that I heard that, I was like, "That's real. That's that's got big day in the life mm. energy, you know." It, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it hadn't really occurred to me. But no, I mean, you're definitely. I definitely feel what you're saying. That's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, I don't know that's just, Again, just just something that probably, that stuck out. Yeah, it's probably something that was completely planned. Um. I don't doubt it, uh, especially with uh, chlorine and wine, right. which I have a lot to say okay, about that. Okay, good. Um, because I... Fugue is just an instrumental... Tra- is it fugue or... Fugue. Fugue, yeah, right? Yeah, it's fugue. Okay. Very cool, like real jazzy, kind of kind of rock track, yeah, right. you know. But, you know, it's definitely... See, but I would rather them do that. I would rather mm-hmm. them just say, this is a filler track, right. guys. We're, we're, we were jamming. We saw, we thought of something cool. We didn't have really enough to flesh it out. Mm-hmm. We still thought it was good enough to throw in this album because it fit the theme in the mindset that we were writing. But I wasn't going to waste the lyrics writing on yeah. it. Here's a filler. Yeah. I'm fine with it. And they do that, man. They do that. They, um, <laughs> I would say another, another reason that I did pick uh, Purple 
um, is that it's maybe one of their shorter albums, and I was like, I'm not going to make this guy sit here and review a double album with me. So, oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> but they it's on uh, like the blue album for mm-hmm. for or I guess the uh, cl- 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 sorry, the blue record. Right. Yes. Um, they have a couple album. They they have a couple songs on there like uh, Black Powder Orchard yep. and. Um, uh, there's one other one that is just like one black powder orchard is a is, is a jam. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what I'm listening to whenever I'm frolicking through the fields. Um, but yeah, I I like that they're not afraid to do that because I've I've done that before where you're writing something that's like this is good. I like this. I don't really I I'm, I hit a wall with it and I can't really come up with anything better. Yeah. Um. Sure. To add on to this, but I don't want to like get rid of this and. Yeah, just make it make it a little little transition. Yeah, track. man. I mean, because I'm I'm looking at the track listing for Golden Gray, and there are 17 tracks on this double album, and they they do that like minute minute and a half filler noise song uh, four times. Yeah, on this one, at least four yeah. times. So. Which is which is okay. It's fine. I don't mind yeah. it if you're being that blatant and obvious about it. I will mm-hmm. never fall. Well, you. and again, like if you want to look at it as like a whole work, like it, it it's, it's an act break, you know. Yeah, um, which yeah. I think is an interesting thing that you've kind of brought me to because there is a clear difference between kerosene and chlorine and wine that is oh, yeah. broken up by fugue. Yeah, so now we're mm-hmm. we're in the back half. Now we're in the end game, and uh, which makes sense. Starting track six, yeah. you can tell he knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. Whoever arranged uh, it was probably a group effort, but they knew what the hell they were doing. Yeah. Um yeah, I know that that I think Gina puts forth the most help. Um not not to discredit anybody else cuz again, I don't really fucking know, but from what I've seen and like behind the scenes stuff like Gina and John or especially in this era, um cuz this is her era, they um they're like always right next to each other when they're writing and and programming and stuff like that. So um but this is an interesting song. So this song I think it's a fine song. I prefer my Baroness to be a little quicker. Yeah. Um, I mean the 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 quote unquote intro to the track is almost two minutes. Yeah. On a uh, six and a half, or a little over six and a half minute song. You know, that's a long yeah. beginning. And that's again another thing that they are not afraid to do. They are not afraid to uh, to one you basically um oh yeah and they they do it with a plum they don't give a shit but um th- what's interesting to me and i'll just i'll say this um if you look so i have to use uh google and youtube for everything and i'm sure we've gone over this before because it's kind of out there like i'm not a i don't love it but i have a, you know, a google pixel everything that i have is a pc everything's tied into my google drive like it, google just owns me at this point there's nothing oh you're on the you're you are the grid. i am the you're grid, not on the grid you are the grid so yeah. um but i have a pixel and with my subscription it goes into all the google stuff so i use google youtube or youtube music or whatever and it's fine but what strikes me as interesting is whenever you look up baroness um it gives you their top songs played uh by all the people that play Baroness and the first yeah. two are Take My Bones Away, which is not what I expected. It's from the previous album, Shock Me. And number three is Chlorine and Wine. 
Really? Yeah. And that's always one of those things where I'm like, okay. I mean, maybe it's like an algorithmic thing. I don't know. But for me, and again, like I like this song enough. I don't skip it. It's a good song. It's a fine song. And some days where I'm like, I get an earworm and I'm like, God damn, I really want to listen to this. But I got to skip like four minutes into it. Yeah. But for me, I, I, I just have to wonder. It's one of those things that makes you wonder if you don't really get the band, you know? Like, like uh, Oh, yeah. Not, not to harp on it and get off topic, but like with Clutch, it's like there's some people that super like the, like the jam stuff. The kind of like nonsensical, like just it's just five old South Southern dudes just like going to town in the Doom Saloon, and then there's yeah. you know the other camp that's like I like the story driven songs. I like the things where there's a clear plot and we're going somewhere yeah. and there's like there's a progression. Um, and this is one of those things where it's like I everything that I just said uh, about trying to disappear with standing. Um, this I like I like it okay, but for it to be number three, it makes me think like maybe I don't get it as much as I think that I do. Uh maybe I I don't know. I will say that it's it's a very diverse track. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not definitely up. It's not in the running for a favorite track on the album, right? Let alone their entire discography, for me at least, or even third best. Yeah, because I'm looking at the I use Spotify, you know, mm-hmm. uh, sponsor us, I I guess. Yeah, uh, <laughs> please. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everything that I'm looking at, um, anything that's over like two or one million listens is, uh, well, shock me is their number one, even though it's not listed at number yeah. one, which is weird. But uh, March to the Sea, take my but one, two, three, four, five of their top ten most popular tracks are all off of uh, Yellow and Green. Yeah. So maybe I just didn't fucking get that. Maybe album. I don't know. Apparently, it's really popular. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm actually most upset that nothing from the Blue albums on there. To be completely honest yeah, with you, I, but uh, yeah, getting back to your point though, I it's a cool track. Yeah. I like the track a lot, um, but I definitely don't don't get that appeal yeah. from it. Yeah, it's. Because they, they do a similar thing on the next album, and it's, like, this whole, like, um, uh, it's, uh, something, something, angels, and covered in ash, ash-covered angels, is that what it's called? Um, on the next cold-blooded album? Cold-Blooded Angels. On Blankets of Ash. Yeah, okay, that's what it is. Cold-Blooded Angels, but there's, like two or three songs on the album that like weave oh, okay. in yeah, and cool. out of like this story mm-hmm. and uh like that, that's that's cool and like cold-blooded angels is a jam like that's it's a song that starts off very slow and it gets much faster but this is not the same okay um because it just kind of it's like one note the whole way through it's like one speed the whole way through yeah yeah and it's fine um but uh, the thing that, that that really stood out to me is, uh, well, I thought the I thought the ambient intro was cool, especially with the clean guitar and that like hi hat beat that they got going on. Um, there is a slight feeling of unease. Mm-hmm. Um, with lyrically, I got uh, like heavy Pink Floyd vibes, of course, because he goes uncomfortably yeah. numb. Yeah. Like, how are you not gonna do that? But the thing that really struck me 
Um, and I feel like they did it on purpose. They had to have done it on purpose. Nobody like accidentally does does something like this. So whenever the first time that he says Black Rose on the bed, uh, or, or like right before, you know, the, the the bit leading into that Black Rose on the bed, turn me to fire, Black Rose in my vein, shine in your eye, right? Big Thin Lizzy energy. Big Thin yeah, Lizzy energy. For sure. And one of Thin Lizzy's albums is Rose and Dub, The Black Rose. Mm. So I'm Pepe Sylviaing the wall right now. <laughs> But I just thought that was kind of cool. And it seems very intentional uh, to mm-hmm. me. Uh, especially, like, whenever you have, have those guitar parts doing the, the harmonizing yeah. and whatnot. And it's, like, it, 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 it picks up near the end of the song. It makes it a bit more, like, upbeat and lighter, you know, like a lot of Thin Lizzy stuff is. But, uh, yeah, I just thought that was super interesting. And I would have probably I, – I couldn't contain that. I had to mention that. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, I do think, like, beyond, like, the Thin Lizzy stuff and obviously the Pink Floyd stuff, like, I mean, there's probably more things that we may have missed throughout the album. But, like, again, like, the thing that we have to keep remembering is that nothing is accidental. So, yeah, I mean, it, any comparison that they make is definitely with, with its own merit. Um, yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. Damn. Um, yeah, I just kind of blow my load early on this album, and then <laughs> I don't want to say like I suffer the rest of the way through it. But... No, I think you're just. I think you're just. I think you're just upset that Chlorine and Wine mm-hmm. uh, is is more popular yeah. than you think it should be. I, I, That's yeah. fine. I've been there. Well, you know what? I th- you know what? If if I have to kind of make it another metaphor, it's kind of like whenever, like if you are like a fine art appreciator, and. Uh, you know, let's say, like, okay, so, like, the Van Gogh thing is coming to Pittsburgh, and... I actually kind of want to go dude, see I, that. It looks dope. My parents keep asking me if they, like, want to buy me, if they, like, want to... If if I want them to buy me a ticket, because they're, like, kind of expensive. They're, like, I think they're, like, 50 or 80 bucks or something like that. Yeah, I feel that. If I was still a uh, uh, marijuana enthusiast, yeah. I would 100% yeah. fucking... Cause especially because it's, it's the entire room. Floor, ceiling, yes. walls, everything. Yeah, and... But the thing, like, they don't have a venue picked, and, like, you can only be in there for, like, an oh, hour. Oh, really? So. Yeah, like, they're making it seem like it's a surprise, but, like... I've, I was going to say, that seems complicated to just not yeah, have something set um, I've done enough of these things. Like, not professionally, but for, like, schools and friends. Oh, I've, you know, I've done enough of these. You know. They don't have a venue you're picking up their, You're picking up their gym, <laughs> yeah. I think, is... is yeah. yeah. And I okay. respect that. It, it's I artsy. respect that they're trying to throw a curve on it, but... Um, it's super cool, but it would be like... You know, he's had a lot of awesome, awesome, awesome stuff, but it's like... You go to the thing, and you're like, I just want to see what they did to, to Starry Night. Yeah, I want to see the room move yeah. like it's Starry Night. And then Night, everything you know? else is, like, cool, and you can appreciate it, and you can pay attention, and you can be critical of the thing that you're staring at. But in the back of your head, the whole time, you're like, how fucking good was that Starry Night exhibit? God damn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. like, I'm listening to the rest of the album, and I'm just like, ah. I mean, it's good. I like what I'm hearing. But, man. Yeah fucking try to disappear <laughs> yeah how about that how and and that's sometimes um that's sometimes how it is with bands and albums is that you're still like that's how i feel at shows mm-hmm. sometimes it's like oh great they played that one song that i really really yeah. like like 
And then the rest of the show, it's like, yeah, no, this is good. I'm having a good time. But fuck, that was yeah. an awesome five yeah. minutes, wasn't that? Yeah. You know, I could go home right now and really not be all that depressed. Maybe I'm just getting old. Yeah, I don't dude, know. I hear you. You know who's, again, like, you know who I think is really good at that? It's fucking Thin Lizzy. Yeah. Because, um, like, there's a couple songs, and they just catch you sideways where you'll just get an earworm for some. I told you, I think this was probably, like, maybe a month ago. I don't fucking know. But I, I texted you, and I was like, I cannot stop listening to Emerald. Yeah. I, I, I list, like, the day yeah. that I texted you that, I listened to that song, like, 15 times from the time I woke up to the time I went to sleep. And I haven't really listened to it since. It just, I had to get it out. But, like, Jesus. Just you know what song, you know what song of theirs, um... I get like that with uh, is Soldier of Fortune. Yeah. Okay. That song. Oh my God. I don't know something about that song. Something about that song. Yeah. Um. Anyway, do we have to have some Thin Lizzy on there? I'm sure have to. I have to put one on there. Whatever. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh. The Iron Bell. Yeah. Yes. Um. Let's see. Um. So this is a uh, show me the hill, show me the gallows pole, the iron bell, cry me a river. If I could, I would leave today. Wake me when I'm dead. There's a thousand devils screaming in my head. Wake me when I'm gone, and I'll tell you when the right outweighs the wrong. That sounds just like so. <sighs> Wake me when I'm dead. There's a thand devils screaming yeah. in my head. Like that just sounds like trailer park trash metal yeah, to me. Yeah, that, 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 that had a lot of like five finger death punch vibes. Oh, I was just thinking that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I've never listened to any of their songs, but I know that's definitely some lyrics in them. Has sure. to be. Maybe maybe I don't like him because I've never been in the army. Yeah, I, I mean that seems to be criteria. You don't understand five finger death punch unless you own a Dodge Charger with twenty two percent APR. <laughs> Get that as a shirt, maybe. Why, <laughs> why? Of course I. Like, why? Yes, I have a t- uh, a Dodge Charger. I'm a five finger death punch fan. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I will say I hate this track. Yeah. <laughs> In the grand in, in in the grand scheme, like obviously it's not like I skip right, over right, it, right. but like it, I I literally have definitely the most forward, straightforward mm-hmm. rock track, um, reminiscent of like the vibe that I got of their previous album, and I think that's kind of like why I I wasn't that that big into sure. it, but that's pretty much all I have written have written down <laughs> for it. Fuck this track. Next, <laughs> it's just like it. Yeah, it's just. I don't know. I don't know. Some and, and it sucks because I actually do like some of the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, I think some of them are, are, are kind of cool whenever they're not um, being like super edgy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think yeah. Iron Bell, Curtain Call, Gallows Pull, the Curtain Falls. That's all you get. Like, all right. Yeah. All it's, right. I mean, even like Take Me to Hell. Immediately, I'm like, I don't yeah. Show me the Gatlin guns and and the fireworks. Honestly, that sounds like a great time. Yeah. Cry me a river if I could, I'd burn those tears away. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a little. Oh, God, what's another, like, shitty new metal trailer? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> there's so, there, was that, there was that one that I always think of. It was, like, Alabama, not, not, like, 
fuck, it was Alabama something or whatever. And like the dude, the front man is like this fat guy wearing a like biker jacket and cowboy hat. And he wears sunglasses. And he's like, yeah, I'm fucking cool. I'm going to die in five years, oh, but I I'm fucking cool now. About. Yeah, they had like one fucking like song that was relatively popular in the music videos like them and like just a empty white room or some shit because they couldn't afford anything. But. Yeah, no, there's probably 150,000 bands out there that write shit like this. It's like guys that are, like, in their 30s and still think that, like, you know, I don't know, fucking the guys that get the, like, those dermal piercings oh, yeah. where they put shit underneath their skin to give them devil horns is still, like, the the yeah. the highest form of body modification that you can fucking have, was, you know? What was that thing that we were talking about over the winter? It was the uh, it was like the drummer from Five Finger Death Punch started like a horror metal. Oh like, yeah, you told thing. me about that, and I was I knew what you were talking about, and it is fucking horrid. What is it called? Shit, I can't remember. It's it, oh, it's like it's pyrosexual or something like. Oh that. yeah yeah yeah. Uh, oh, it's. So I know bad. that he calls himself like Devil Daddy. Oh. oh. <laughs> Oh, that wouldn't even pass on Pornhub, man. Like they'd be like, "Are you need to get? You need to figure out. You need to get a job, sir." Okay, so his real yeah no, his real name is Jeremy. Sp- it, yeah, it is. It is psychosexual. <laughs> Not pyrosexual. Not py- no, psycho- psychosexual. All right, so there is a there is a an article on Loudwire uh, called Jeremy Spencer reveals the reason he deleted psychosexual music from the internet. Um. Uh, following his departure, this is just a quick excerpt. Following his departure from Five Finger Death Punch, Spencer dove into numerous other professions, including becoming a reserve police officer and a softcore porn actor. Christ in hell! Yeah, that's somebody who <laughs> who who kneels for the fl- who kneels for the cross and stands for the flag. Yeah. That's 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 what that yeah. is. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> So he started the the record was called Devil from Hell. Where else would it come from? <laughs> the de- the devil inside, bro. <laughs> you just don't get it. Oh my god. Um, um wow, that's that's so fucking bad. Like even like that's not like I came up with some cringy shit whenever I was in like sure. high school and like middle school and shit like that, but it wasn't yeah, that bad. I mean, bad. you got to also realize My god, that it wasn't a... that bad. A relatively famous, well-known touring musician putting out stuff like that. So anyway, the the answer to the question of the article, they got rid of everything because of the, the huge negative uh, reception. But he said that he doesn't regret it. They are writing another album, but the, the second album will technically be the first. <laughs> so, great. I, I love the... Just think of how positive he is about everything all the time. Like how much spin yeah. he has on everything and in his know, life. No, I didn't drop no. that. I didn't drop that carton of milk. It, the The floor was yeah, needed calcium. Fine, dude, it's fine. Don't worry about it, bro. Not not everything yeah. receives well. Okay, it's just it is what it is. There's no sense, you know, crying over spilled milk, bro. Right? Am I, am I, am I right? <laughs> uh, yeah. As he goes and smacks <laughs> his girlfriend. We don't condone no. domestic violence on Musically Reclined. We we are very much no. If you beat women, you do help. listen to Five Finger Death Punch, though. So oh, hundred percent. That's a requirement. Yeah, it is actually you. You actually you have to prove that at like Fye or wherever. Um, yeah. When you go to buy an album, even to download yeah. it, you have to submit mm-hmm. a video of yourself. It is true. It's facts. Look it up. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Anyway, <laughs> going back to it. Um, um, yeah, not 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 their strongest track, I will say. No, will and that's say. you know, it's the way it goes sometimes. Everybody's got got one or two in the tank, but um, yeah. I mean, even after we just got done uh, blowing John Baisley for roughly an hour about his uh, yeah. lyrical prowess. <laughs> Uh, you know, and then we finish it off with, you know, everybody's got a stinker, you know, it is what it is. What yeah. Do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like I said, it's not the lyrically it's, it's not great. Musically it's all right. It's definitely not like terrible, yeah. you know, it's all right. I mean, it, it definitely fits a vibe. There was a thing that I wanted, uh, I wanted to do and I kind of wanted to slip it in there and see if you would notice until the day that it came, even though you are like the, the list meister. But uh, I do want to put a disturbed album <laughs> in the list. You put something on there that I was like, hmm, <laughs> hmm. all right, I see what you're trying to do here. I see what you're trying to do. Um, yeah, there was something on here. But hey, if we're, if we'll do it, we'll do it up, because man. Nothing, nothing like, is off limits. Fuck, I'll throw a Lucia, Luciano Pavarotti fucking it. album on here if you want to play that I'll fucking. Do game. it, man. Um, okay, Arf. good. I did put. I did put King. Uh, I put a Slipknot album in there, but that's only because I yeah, I did. genuinely believe in that album. That's not a joke. That's not a funny thing. Um, I am looking on a list. You have Boston by Boston. I almost wanted to look over under genre and also just see Boston. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's that's a joke that's only, literally only for me and you, but that would be so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Desperation Burns. Yes. Um lyrically it's got kind of uh like rise against i couldn't name i couldn't name the band uh like rise against vibes of like this like uh, kind of refugee kind of thing going on okay all right um like he says i i hate to say it, but we've looked better we've looked on better days it took me by surprise we left our quiet home behind the castaways drag the lake the desperation burns raise the alarm unclose your eyes desperation can I fucking say that I, I do hate that line? Unclose your yeah. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> he was probably like trying to trying to what that's almost sound like is that he was trying to figure out how many how unclose. Well, I guess it's still two syllables. I was gonna say open. maybe he was trying to stretch out open, yeah. but it's still two syllables. Well maybe I guess what he's trying to do is like I guess it's like to open your eyes would be to you're you're kind of ignoring the fact that they were closed while giving a command to open. So it's like it wasn't your choice to close your eyes, but it can be your choice to open your eyes. Where when he says unclose yeah. your eyes, he's saying he's kind of inferring that you made a choice to close your eyes to something and now he's asking you not to open them, but to unclose like undo the thing that you did. You you know? Yeah. But still, it's a lame thing to say. Yeah, it's kind There's of better ways. Um, I think this is their most straightforward, uh, like metal track. Yes, and they they do have one or two that they always kind of toss in there, but this one definitely is the most on the nose. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that that bass mm. be fat as shit. <laughs> that is a like that's a, that's a, that's like the thing that that I noticed like almost immediately as soon as it comes in I'm like Christ they cranked the bass on that yeah there are 
there's really not a lot that gets by without them just like turning it up to 11. It's just like what songs? Oh yeah. What songs is it just like a wall, and what songs is it like an actual instrument? Yeah. But it's um yeah I mean it's it's a pretty straightforward like you said metal track. There's nothing really. Yeah, it's of, it's. Of, it... What are they called? I'm losing my goddamn mind tonight. Um, a lot of couplets. It's like almost entirely couplets. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. King of couplets, bro. Yeah. King of couplets. That's insane. It's one move on to the next one. And then Yeah. Just unclose your eyes, bro. Desperation burns. Yeah, unclose them. Unclose, unclose them. your eyes. Um If I have to wake up, would you stop the rain? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I figure why the hell why not? So they, they actually All right, so crossroads to <laughs> infinite No, I'm just kidding. They um uh, they do a lot with like rain uh imagery um yeah which is interesting i almost feel like he doesn't like rain i love rain yeah i could get the idea so i I judge people who don't like (laughs) sure fair enough um i think it's in one of these albums it's in one of these goddamn albums he talks about Soaking up the rain or something like that. I think it's in. I think it's in golden gray. I think it's in. Seasons. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, there's a lot of rain imagery, and it's always for a different reason, so. At least that I noticed. So that's interesting that it's like such a versatile, what have you. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here, lyrically. Lyrically, what's this guy looking like? Because I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, kill the lights. Um, there's something wrong with. There's something wrong with today. This isn't me. This is on you. All I can say, all I can do is wait. Um, I like the beginning of uh, of this song a lot because of that, like that, like it is on on time. It's just like a weird kind of like drum thing that they're doing with the cymbals and whatnot. Um, I like that a lot. Uh, I think I put, I wrote them down as like cool cymbal tippy taps. Um, but the whole the whole vibe of the song does sound like longing desperation, which is like not not the best way to to for me at least to end an album. But because uh, I usually like ending stuff on like an up, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, I I actually did like this track, you know, for 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 having like two like meh tracks before that. This one was was a pleasant was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, they they usually do a really good job of ending albums there it is okay so it's off of i do anything which is on golden gray i it was gonna bother me i had to figure it out um (laughs) and it's not super important what he says but i already went through the trouble so he says uh 
If you pull gently, I'd fall right back into line again. You helped me check myself and then all that I said around. It was moments ago and knew exactly what to say. Spill it on the ground. The words were ever golden gray. <laughs> he said the thing. Uh, when I make my escape, will I get soaked up by the rain? I am selfish. I am wrong. I'm scared to be alone. Every aching joint breaking to the bone. Huh. So it's a whole. Yeah, I think you're definitely right. I think homie does not like rain. No, homie does not like rain. That's... Maybe it has something to do with, I don't know, fucking crashing in England. That probably has a lot to do with it, I would imagine. <laughs> I would imagine. Uh, yeah. That's just like a whole busload of feelings he's got for rain. Terrible. We are birds in your hand. <laughs> Brace yourself. One in the air, ten in the sand. Clip my wings. I wonder if the kill your lights is a slight Metallica thing, because that seems very deliberate to have at the yeah. uh, at the beginning. Yeah, well, hold on now, because I'm reading, and take your time for your length of summer rain, pace yourself, heavy the heart, stay at hand, one last taste of milk and gasoline, do you want to Ace is high. Yeah, and then he said, ace is high, you know. One of a kind to have a pair of those that crashing down on you. Actually, He's done that a couple of times, where it's like just done in there so like slight mm -hmm. but it's not every track so you're just like is this on purpose but then he'll drop like two or three in one song yeah you know that's what i'm saying it makes you kind of go back through like the the book and try to see if you can see anything else like that um i mean we've got gasoline right i, f I tr if i try to fly away is that like fly away by sinatra yeah. and I, I'm, I'm i'm being facetious right, right, there right. but uh you know okay so i mean there's gasoline references Summer Rain references, Kill the Lights references, Brace Yourself. I mean, maybe this is, at least in part, about the crash. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, as a traveling, you know, metal band, of course you'd be listening to, like, fucking Metallica and uh, Iron Maiden mm -hmm. and shit like that, and they probably... You know, in their downtime, probably, uh, I'm not sure what their uh, vices are, but I imagine they probably got stoned and listened to, you know, like, Dark Side of the Moon and, you know, other Pink Floyd and, like, Thin Lizzy albums. Because any, any self-respecting yeah, rock and metal musician likes Thin Lizzy, so of course mm -hmm. you'd be, you know, throwing some Thin Lizzy on there. But, yeah. Yeah, and that's interesting. That's a very cool way of doing that, you know? Yeah, it's like, um, it's like... Alright, it's a shame that the first movie that came to my mind that portrays this is uh, fucking the one, the girl, her name is like Baby Doll. Um, like, the, like the Inception stuff where it's like Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, to, to get to the, the trauma of the real life, you go into like a dream state and then the dream is just... A, oh, a, sucker, sucker punch. punch. Yeah, it's just like a hyper-exaggerated yeah. version of what's really happening, but like... Yeah. And the truth is in there somewhere, and it's like I feel like this is like one of those things where it's like, it's a very coded. It's coded almost like again like another like breakup song or going down that path of breakup song. But it it like, there's a lot going on here that makes me think. This is a little bit more uh, personal than some sort of yeah. like generic, well not generic but typical. You know whatever sad feels song. Oh, yeah. The milk and gasoline is an interesting juxtaposition. Yeah, it probably doesn't taste very good. I would imagine it tastes pretty bad. But yeah. that's, just, that's yeah. just me. That's just a theory. Go ahead. Drink gasoline. <laughs> we advise you not to drink gasoline. <laughs>
drink the bleach. We are not. We are not legally uh, viable uh, to sue if you end up drinking gasoline because you're stupid. You're super dumb. Yeah, don't 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 drink gas. The only time you should ever have gas in your mouth is if you're trying to siphon gas out of somebody's mm-hmm. car for uh, completely legal reasons. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so uh, the last track. Did you have anything else to say yeah. about about this no, one? I'm good. So the last track. Crossroads to Infinity is 17 seconds. It sure is. And um, off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly what it says, but something... Fuck, hold on. Let me just listen to it real sure, quick. Sure, because I have it in front of me. Limitless di- dimensions? What is it? What do, what do they say I've there? done it. I'm drifting into a world of limitless dimensions. Okay, so whenever that came on, which I wasn't fully expecting, um, was this a concept album? I always wanted it to be, but I, I don't. The truth is, I don't know. Um, I feel like if anybody's gonna do it, it's gonna be them. But I just cannot, for my life, put one together. Yeah, because that just seems like a very strange way to end an album. Like, 17 seconds of this weird, like, robotic voice saying mm-hmm. that, and then the album ends. If we're not to have any larger connection to the whole album, you yeah. know? So, it... I feel like, as far as I know, the only way that this could be... a concept album... In the way that all the al- all the songs are linked by something, would be um, so in in like poetry, like you can have a book of poems, but that's usually just a compilation of assorted poems. Uh, to have a like a book that's all the that's more thematic in tone, it's called a chat book, and um, that's I would what what I would suggest is it probably the closest thing to what, what's happening here. So I don't think w- there's a story. I don't think there's a story, uh, but maybe all the songs are roughly about the same thing. Okay. Uh, maybe they're all just translated um, allegories about an event or um, maybe like parallels, parallel stories kind of like speak this uh visualistically um so maybe all right let's say fuck uh let's say that if i have to wake up is about the bus crash then that would mean that eight so all the songs before that are uh scaled like one to one things perhaps that happened before the bus crash leading up to the bus crash, um, which I think is an extremely far leap, but it's fun to think about. Or what if they said, what if here's, here's, here's a little, you know, tinfoil hat thing. What if the story is in reverse? Ooh, child. And then Morningstar is like, you know, their rebirth as the band, you know, releasing this album. I'm into it. 
I'm into it. Um, you picking up what I'm putting I down? I like it. Because the, the other thing is, like, I was kind of looking at, because, again, when you said that, and my response was, like, I always want it to be. I, I, so I, there's just, like, small things. So, like, the Morning Star, it, I mean, so many things in history have been called the Morning Star. I think even Satan at one point was called yeah. the Morning Star. Yeah, he is. He, that's what uh, Lucifer, yeah. um, you know, the light um, morning star, the morning yeah. star. But then again, Jesus was also called the morning star. It's, that's what I'm saying. Times, it so goes, who the fuck but knows? another thing that's called a morning star is a uh, is a long-handled uh, weapon uh, with basically yep. like a mace ball at the top of it, yep. stationary, otherwise known as Ben. Correct, a pole arm. <laughs> or a pull star okay. wheeled about my Ooh. head until such time it grew. Ooh, hold on, let me break out. Let, let me get a second layer of tinfoil <laughs> on here. That's actually really cool. I never, I never knew that it was called a uh, a pull yeah. arm. Hmm. Because hmm. I know the flail that mm-hmm. you know how it's essentially a morning star on a stick with a yep. chain. Uh, yeah, it never existed. Yeah, that's in a battle. Shame. It's just it's it's like just popular yeah. culture. It's been depicted in yeah. art, but as far as the archaeological and military record goes, it was never used in battle, nor was it ever really. I mean, think about it. It's kind of oh a for sure. Weapon, well, but the Morning Star, the Morning Star yeah. is. It's the same thing with like uh, Iron Maidens, I believe. Like, there's a bunch of them. Oh yeah, and they yeah. Were that almost was all never yeah. used. Like maybe once or twice is like a show, but the, usually the person was already dead. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Just like persecution of. Uh, you know, Christians at the Colosseum yeah. and stuff like that. Like, it was blown way out of proportion by, you know, later propaganda for what right. it actually was and all that kind of bullshit. Oh, God. But, um, yeah, I just... Something to think about. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe one... The reason each song precedes the one is that there's one thing that calls back to the song before it, but it gets it gets dicey. Was that everything? Yeah, I think so. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, so uh, notable lyrics for that for uh, that album. I mean, if you had to pick uh, one, or don't pick any of them and just say you like no, them all. It's up no, no, I will definitely pick one. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I I will. The true answer. It's like my. Uh, like everybody knows. Mario Lemieux is the greatest hockey player to ever live. So whenever you ask who's their favorite hockey player, you don't say Mario Lemieux because it's given. Uh, my Mario Lemieux is, of course, the beginning to yeah. try to disappear. So um, if I have to go with okay. my, my like Ron Francis answer for all the hockey fans, um, I would say it's it's uh, it's it's the it's the end of the second verse of Shock Me. Uh, again, the 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 pole star wheeled about my head until such time it grew a deep well of despair. I found. The day my dreams came true, because it's just like it's got that cutesy little end, like that real short meter, um, but it's just such a it's like one of those two two sentence horror stories. It, it kind of hits you the same way, where it's like, okay, where's this going? Where's this going? Where's this going? And it's like, yeah, the worst thing that could have possibly happened to him was that his what he wanted all this time actually happened. I was like, ugh, that's a tingle. That's a tingle down your spine every time. Yeah, I love it.
Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely get into that. Um, for me, uh, it was uh, in shock mm -hmm. me. Uh, I'm sure that I told my fair share of lies. If not, I bent the truth. But good fortune never was shining on me the way it shone yeah. on you. I like that 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 bit of lines, and I felt like it was a cop out because I'm gonna say that that was that was my favorite track yeah. on the entire album. Shock me. It's a good one, man. It was. It definitely was. It was higher up on the list for a longer time, but just yeah. um, for me at least, and uh, it's very very good. I think it's interesting that your favorite verse was the first verse, and my favorite verse was the second verse. Of the same song Ooh. of the whole album. Ooh, ooh. What does that say about us as people? I don't know, dude. We link, dude. We linked up on this album. That's that's what that that's means. What um, what's your hot take for the for the for this album? Um, if you have one, if you have one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the same as like, I think it's probably one of their better lyrically. I do appreciate the relative brevity of only having uh, nine tracks as opposed to their typical anywhere between 15 and, and 17. Yeah, yeah. I won't I won't consider Crossroads to an, of Infinity a track. Yeah. Because yeah. it's 17 seconds and nothing really happens besides that weird robot voice. So, yeah, yeah. yeah nine tracks but is, I, is I solid. think for, for the content of this album, um, it's it's probably their best written. It doesn't give me the, the highs and lows of other albums that they've, they've put out because... Again, this is like almost an abridged. It's a single album, and most of their work is double albums. And it's like, yeah, there's more, yeah, I noticed more that. time to get themes out and do this thing and that thing. Like I said, like in the last album they put out, there's a three second or there's a three song suite just for like one song. Basically, it's like a whole thing. But in this yeah. one, it's just like bang, 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 bang. So, I think for that kind of time economy they did the most work on this one and that's what i appreciate about this one that's what you appreciate about that one um my hot take is uh like i said at the beginning i kind of prefaced it a bit i hadn't listened to baroness since uh fuck i'm never gonna remember the the yellow and green yeah. album and i listened green to it like maybe once through and i kind of i it wasn't really me maybe if i listen to it now that I'm older, because yeah. that came out in 2012. I was like, I was like a probably still a freshman mm. in college. That was like freshman slash sophomore uh, turnover type yeah. year. Um, I might like it a little bit better now. I love the Blue Record, which came out in 2009, whenever I was still in high school, like early mm -hmm. high school. Um, so, and I knew they came out um, with Purple. But because I didn't like Yellow and Green so much, I never listened to it. And then they came out with Golden Grave in 2019. Still haven't listened to that. Um, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed yeah. this album. Good, man. Yeah, like, I to actually taken aback by how much I, I enjoyed this album. Because, like I said, I went into it with a prejudice. And that's why I like doing this. Because I'm forced to listen to things that I would yeah. never really listen to. Um I, the the instrumentation was so good. The solos, I love his soloing because it's not like I like fast, but I also like mm -hmm. slow. And he kind of runs that middle line there, yeah. 
where you know he'll do like little like and then he'll like just like do some cool like slower bits in there um really enjoy that i honestly felt that sometimes the choruses and whatnot were truly euphoric at times um sonically for me i love really big like i like it whenever i almost feel like a spiritual Mm -hmm. like upliftment from from songs and and i got that quite a few times mainly from the choruses but that's what choruses are supposed to do they're supposed to lift you up um which is very cool for me but uh yeah, I don't know. I just I just thoroughly enjoyed the album. It was very... I, I found... Because um, sometimes whenever we do this, I find myself listening to it because I have to yeah. listen to it. And... Or, or maybe it's like, oh, I like a few tracks off this album, but but overall it's it's not for me, and I kind of feel myself reaching down and, and, and wanting to mm-hmm. skip the current song that I'm on and being like, no, I can't do that sort of thing. But I never skipped a track on this album every time that I listened through it. And it turned from listening listening through it because I felt an obligation and and to and to give a legitimate opinion and a knowledgeable opinion about it to listening to it out of pure yeah. enjoyment, um, which is nice. Uh, yeah, man. Because I, I, what's your least favorite track? Uh, oh, sorry. No, sorry. no, I was no, no, no. My bad. My bad. It's gonna be more like more bands, I guess, a little bit. Because it was one of those things where I think when we worked at the warehouse together, like we may have yeah. talked about baroness before but they always struck me as a band that like i just kind of figured you liked if we hadn't actually talked about it because i think we might have talked about mastodon and i feel like mastodon is although more popular than baroness certainly and and i don't mean this in any way like disrespectful but i do think that they're like kind of baroness jr it's like for people that like the sound. Okay, yeah, They're yeah, like yeah. people that like the sound mm-hmm. of like sludge metal or, or like progressive or however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, but without yeah. the like lyrical complexity or like the mus- musical complexity of um, of Baroness. Cause yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because cause like, cause like that's not that's not even shitting no, on. No, I uh, love Mastodon. <laughs> uh, Mastodon yeah. because, because, but uh, like what the hell was one of their songs? Uh, Blade, fuck, what the, Blade Chaser? Blade what the fuck Catcher? was it? Blade catcher, where it's like, yeah. like he's just making yeah. noise. Like, okay, like they were, they were kind of. Um, I mean, fuck, they wrote the one song for the Aqua Teen Hunger mm-hmm. Force movie, so, so some of their shit just wasn't. Yeah, Blood Mountains, the most. Wild album. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and they do concept albums, you know. Yeah, movie, uh, the, Crack uh, Blood the Sky, and Thunder was. Yeah. Uh, er, yeah, Crack the Sky, you know. Leviathan. Um, yeah, Leviathan. Mm-hmm. I said Blood and Thunder, but yeah, Leviathan yeah. is you know Moby Dick and shit like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, Baroness definitely are the headier. They're, I guess you could say more hipster. Yeah, they're a little know. bit more. Like I feel like that. That, that gives a that gives a <laughs> yeah. yeah a little bit yeah. upper decky, but I mean, they, fuck, they've been doing it for a while yeah. now. So, and I, I do think like, like as. I guess okay, so maybe maybe to your point, like I guess how you were looking at uh, Baroness coming back to them is how I would probably look at uh, where <sighs> Mastodon is now. I because what in twenty thirteen um, that it was like Black Tongue. Something. Yeah, yeah, the one with the weird, with yes, the weird like, like the, the deer bull sco- head yes. thing. Yeah, 
Um, That came out, and I, I, that was one of those albums, man. I listened to that. Oh, it was okay. It was just called The Hunter, so I don't know what the hell I was talking. Oh, the first song on the tri- on the album is called Black Tongue. So I was kind of right. I was more specific than I needed to be. I listened yeah. to that album, all thirteen tracks, so many times, and I. It was twenty eleven. Holy shit, that came out ten years ago. I just yes, couldn't. It did. I couldn't get super into it, and I tried, and I tried, and I tried, but it was so different from the Mastodon that I like really, really, really enjoyed. It was so different from Leviathan. Yeah. It was so different from Blood Mountain. And like, it's fun. There's a couple like hints of that in there, but it's like, they're a different band now. And that's fine. I mean, that's what progressive music supposed to sound like, but it always sucks when you miss the, when you, when you miss the train. So I'm happy that you caught it back up here, man. Maybe, maybe, uh, Oh no! I'm 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 glad that I was uh, I was given a chance to to, oh, yeah, to jump yeah. on. Maybe man. give Golden Grace a, a little listen, see how you like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually I'm actually like excited to uh, to listen to that for for uh, pleasure. Because mm-hmm. um, I purposely didn't listen to it because I wanted to focus on this sure. album in particular. Um, the only, yeah, um, <clears throat> just because like I got it in my head. The last thing I mean, I'll only say this about Golden Gray, uh, John Baisley did the entire first track by himself. Okay. He played, he wrote it, played everything and mixed and mastered it by himself in a day. That is extremely yeah, impressive. So, yeah. Like earlier in the episode when I said, you know, he'll like disappear for like a day or two and no one can get a hold of him and they don't know what's going on. This is one of those things that they talked about where he like locked himself in a room for almost like 24 straight hours and when he came out he Christ. had front toward enemy done Whew. and he put it first on the album so i mean it's a, it's a good starting block if you do not like that song you're probably not gonna like the rest of it but still there's a lot of music on that album um and maybe we'll review it someday yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because there's definitely going to be a couple, couple bands that we hit up a yeah. couple of times just because they we like mm-hmm. them. All right, all right. Are you, re- all right. Are you ready for let's the next get one? Into it, buddy. All right. So, uh, "Rituals" by Rotting Christ, which came out in 2016. So this was like this stuff that that I was more listening to um, at that time. I'm very curious. I'm, I'm very curious because I know this isn't this isn't particularly your bag. Yeah. So it's not that it's not. Uh, I'm I'm pretty much open minded to anything metal just because like that's my foundation. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So I just want to see. I picked this album in particular because I feel like you would appreciate it um, more than some of their other other albums. So well, yeah. So without, I haven't listened to anything else uh, from yeah. them. So uh, upon the first 
song. So I looked at the thing and I was like, oh, so they're all they're all in Greek. That's <laughs> try hard. All right. What are these guys from like New Jersey? Yeah, no. And no, they are yeah, Greek. They are Greek. Um, they've been around they since nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, it sounds right. They 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 do what I've noticed a lot of like um black metal and and black and death metal bands have done over time where they're getting older so they're playing slower which only uh-huh. makes them heavier which is kind of interesting yeah um yeah they've always had some some essence of like less like focus on the lyrics sort of thing um so sometimes their their music does f- seem like it gets repetitive but it's because they 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 want you to focus on more the lyrics rather than than the uh uh the music uh which i've always slightly appreciated about them um and, and particularly with this album because it's called rituals this album is almost designed as like a uh meditation album yeah I did notice that it's if it's not so it's interesting that you say like meditation because a lot of them sounded like war chants. Yes, today, yeah, which is fine. It's totally cool. I was like actually pretty into it. Um, I was listening to this album sitting on my back porch, grilling, uh, grilling lunch for the rest of the week. <laughs> so just mind my making some garden chicken, all happy in the sun on the back, and then I just yeah, it's like say lost, say lilies. Yeah. Quite a yeah. scene. Um, so the first track. So I will say anybody that that is looking this up on Spotify, the tracks are not in the correct order on Spotify, and that annoys the shit out of me because it is kind of a concept <laughs> album. Um, okay. Yeah. So uh, in nominee de nostri, which is uh, in the la- it, it's Latin for in the name of our God. Um, mm-hmm. starts off with this with this kind of chant. You know, it's like the hail. Of course, it's all with a very heavy Greek accent. So, yeah. Um, but it's hail Pan, hail Lilith, hail Nama, hail Sabazios, hail Ishtar, hail Amon, hail Iario, and hail Taamon, Tan Mo. So, apparently, well, what all that is, is that's the infernal names compiled. Um, by Anton LaVey's Satanic Bible, whatever the hell. Oh, like, that's that whole aspect of this. It's interesting, but it's not, like, you know, it is what it is. What I like, um, so right. basically all of these Pan, Lilith, Nama, all these things are from different, um, and it goes on with, like, As- Asmodeus, Bast, Astaroth, Manta, it goes on and on uh, as the song yeah. goes on. I know those ones. Yeah, they're all from different uh, cultures and places in the world. And that kind of sets up the the theme for the entire album because yeah, it's done. It's it's an album by a Greek uh, black metal band, but mm-hmm. almost every song, the the I'd say probably four songs are in Greek. Obviously, they're Greek. Yada yada. Um, you have a song in Sanskrit, uh, which yeah. is sung by a a, a Hindu uh, performer. Um, a song in English, uh, French, you know. So they definitely like uh, Hebrew, you know, uh, and, and and so so it's a a multi ethnic album, which is very very interesting to think about, um, in the terms of like 
religion and uh, the uh, Satanism, I guess, uh, essentially. But uh, in, in Nomine de Nostri, uh, it's like a very militaristic chanting, uh, followed yep. by just a fucking punch in the mouth, just like. But like, it, it, the, the, the guitar rarely gets more complicated than. Like, there's not. It's not a super riff heavy album because that's not the point, you know? Right. Yeah, I so what's kind of funny with like with the first track is that it's very it's like it's like all the words are front loaded and then like the last like two, three minutes of the song is just them ripping. Yeah. And I like I said, I was grilling and I, I accidentally like because touch screens are like the if you just try to do something like even with no finesse at all, like it, I I had to uh set a timer right? yeah <laughs> as one does when they're grilling and i was like just, like doing the thing and i guess i had like some sort of like grease on my finger or whatever and my screen just went haywire anyway the point is that it got out of my music app and i thought oh, shit. okay well at least i didn't like have a whole thing so i i opened it back up and i just started from the second song because i assumed because of the tonal shift there it is there's your one go ahead mark it on your bingo sheet yeah uh because of the tonal shift of the song, I assumed it was the second track, and I was like, "Oh no, we're still." Oh yeah, we're still in the first first one. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, with the like, with like the don't you know sort of thing, where it like kind of like bottoms out and just like lets you like revel in it, and then it comes back in with the you know, just really builds up. It it's a very good beginning. And it kind of sets up sets up the theme um, for the like musically the theme because it's om- almost every track is a wall of sound. Um, yeah, I did notice that because it's supposed to be large and in charge, and I just feel like it's it's uh, it's a fantastic beginning to the album. And, and and there's there's a greater theme, and I'll talk about it near the end that I think is kind of okay. like what's going on, um, but that'll that'll be part of my my hot take, I guess. Um, so yeah, lyrically, um, we're going to be skipping over a decent bit because they're in, it's in like, because it's, it's metal and not like a super, super big popular band. Of course, in the, in the underground, it's in, in in, with with real, I'm not, I was going to sound like a real dickhead there, say real fans. Um, With yeah. people who follow the genre and whatnot, they're an extremely popular band. But, you know, finding lyrics and translations can be a pain in the dick, and, you know, we don't get paid to do this yet, so I wasn't going to do that. Right. Um, sure. So, you know, typical, you know, in the name of Satan, the rule over the earth, king of the world command, you know, uh, sets up the theme for the album. And then it goes into, uh, let me make sure I'm saying the right one, uh, Zay Nigmar. I'm say, yeah, be careful with this one. <laughs> yeah, Zaynigmar. Uh, it has Hebrew lettering, and that's, that's we yeah. Um, it has the uh, Hebrew lettering there, which is Hebrew for it's over. Um, okay. Yeah, it's Hebrew for it's over, which is kind of, which is kind of interesting. Um, and then just kind of like looking at the lyrics here, it's in Hebrew. Shocker. Uh, yeah. And it just, it has very simple, it's the, uh, 
is very meditative because it's slow. the The main riff mm-hmm. kind of just like bends a little bit. It's like down, down, dun, 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 you know. You don't really need much more than that. And then they have this kind of like Middle Eastern like flute sort of thing that that comes in there a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean the whole so- the the all the lyrics are in are in Hebrew, and uh, <laughs> I can't really yeah, comment it's on tough that. To- so I don't know. I guess he must say something in English at some point because there. Oh yeah, yeah. I sweep. I sweep my tear. I sweep my tear. I will. I. 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 Jesus, that's that's almost a tongue twister. I sweep my tear. Mm-hmm. I till my fear. God, I am not here. Eternity, I am here. Rule in hell or serve in heaven. You know, typical. Like, it's it's, you know, you're not gonna get yeah. like crazy. Especially for somebody whose whose English isn't their their first language, I'm yeah. sure they, they he he could say this significantly more eloquently in uh, Greek, but um, right, uh, yeah. It's the I love the vibe of this song a lot because of that like simplistic and it's that like I don't know like, and I'm gonna say this a lot for this album. It's just it's just the vibe. Of these songs and these out al- in this album are are just just so good to me, um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean. No, to you're stop good. Stop talking good. entirely. I I cough buttoned and it got stuck. Um, no, it's funny because I this album. I don't know how to start this sentence, and it's only because. I'm an idiot and not because it's profound, but I started play. I, I started looking into playing, uh, Diablo on PC again, because they remastered the second one. It's like a whole thing, but, um, this, a lot of this stuff is like super Diablo, like soundtrack. Vibes. Oh yeah. hundred percent. It's like, it's like this foreboding kind of like boom sound. It's very deep. It's very heavy. Yeah. Um, not like Black Sabbath heavy, but it it's just like it's scary heavy almost. Yeah, because there it's it, it's it's less about the complication of the um com- composition, the complication of the composition, mm-hmm. and more the the general vibe of it. Like they know on this particular album, it's not they're giving off a feel. You know, and yeah. they know they don't need to do a whole lot to really get that across, which I appreciate. And they figured it out. Yeah. So, again, I I feel like the, I feel like the last few episodes, whenever it's like one of these these types of albums, like mm-hmm. I don't know, because I like picking stuff that I feel like not a lot of people know about. But at the same right. time, we end up, like, skipping through a decent bit of it because, like, oh, we can't find the lyrics and it's a little bit hard to hear and yada, yada, yada. And then yeah. it's, oh, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating because I'm like, just <laughs> just listen to it. Just listen to the album. Um, so the song after that is, is I'm going to butcher this, Elthakiria. Elthakiria. I mean, that's what I would say. Yeah. I, I'm, like, I, I'm entranced with this track purely because it sounds like nothing i've ever heard before yeah i was gonna say i actually like 
started smiling when I heard this because the way, at least the way that it starts, is very much more my. Story. Oh, it's fucking stressful. It's yeah. stressful. <laughs> it's very. It's a lot quicker. It definitely picks the pace up, and I was like, okay, this is a little. It's almost like thrashy. Like that was. Yeah, like, it's And then like whenever it cuts in, and I guess her name is Danae Katsimani. Uh, sure. Probably. So I'm assuming since she's speaking in Greek that it's that she's some 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 Greek lady. I'm sure somebody's like, how do you not know who she is? Um, yeah. But just her pace, like she's so like she's talking talking so fast. I honestly like whenever I first heard it, I was like, this is like a clip from some Greek fucking movie or some shit yeah. like that. But it's not. It's like she's she's doing it in studio, and it's so fast and panicked and like. I don't know. It's so unnerving to me to to hear a talk that talk that fast. Also, Elfe uh, Kyria means uh, "come, Lord." C O M E, not you know the other one, which would be. Uh, yeah. The, well, I mean, I don't mean to. I don't mean to disappoint you. I don't mean to disappoint you. Yeah, neither, neither one of them completely out of character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then whenever she goes from like these almost like. <sighs> It's already unnerving to have somebody speak at you that fast right. in a language that you don't understand, which is I've been in that situation. It's fucking stressful because you're like, <laughs> I don't know what you want, lady. I'm sorry. And then yeah. to just cut into the uh, Elfa Curia and she just like howls it, you know, like on a fucking like precipice over this void, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I had a thing. Damn lyric site. It's not helping me, but there was it was the Wikipedia actually. There it is. Little bastard. Um Whatever nerd put this Wikipedia page together is my favorite nerd. Oh Jesus, I'm glad um, you found something because I'm going off just Wikipedia's <laughs> one and it has next to nothing on it. Uh yeah, I don't see anything else. Um, these Greek names are absolutely hysterical. Yeah. I think. No wonder they got relegated to math. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a Yeah, Katsumini. Danae Katsumini. Danae? Because you have to pronounce every. Oh, the uh, the 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 lady. Yeah. Yeah, Danae Katz. Let me just Google her real quick. Dan- and then my man Nick Holmes coming in on <laughs> tracks. Yeah, they, that that did crack me up. It's kind of like whenever you're watching like, um, a a a team from like uh in Asia or like some some uh Eastern country, and they always have like an expat or something on their team, and it, like yeah. specifically with like mm-hmm. uh Japan's rugby team, it'll be like Hatsutumi Katsunari, and then like. Jeffrey Clem or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is this is the absolute bet. Whenever so, if you look up like Rod and Christ's Wikipedia and it has like all their members or whatever, and it says like past members, and it's like a whole bunch of pretty stereotypical like almost like if it was like a joke, like a, a joke that an American came yeah. up with, it would be like super racist. Um, but it would be like George or Georg Emanuel, uh, Georgios Bokos, so on and so forth, and then it says. Jim Mutilator. <laughs> Jim Mutilator. Okay. All right. 
All right. I can get into it. I can get into it. Uh, excuse me, is James Mutilator here? Ugh. Actually, I want to look this guy So up. I'm not finding what much about her. There's a picture of her wearing a, riding a bike and wearing a top hat, which she seems like she ah. seems like a fun lady. There you go. Yeah, you know. Okay, so, so Jim Petsoris was the first bassist and the founding member of Rotting Christ. Hmm. How about that? He also was the first bassist in Verathron. Yeah. He appears on Rotting Christ's Thy Mighty Contract and Verathron's His Majesty at the Swamp. <laughs> Two of I kind of like Hellenic's... that. I kind of like that album name. Yeah. Well, there you go, man. Yeah. Um, that's the guy. We were making fun of him. We're thinking <laughs> that this. That's the guy. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. You tell Clarissa. Oh, yeah. He wrote the song Nonservium. <sighs> yeah. 1994. Yeah. She'll, ne- she'll never <laughs> listen to this, so I'm not, I'm not that worried about it. So there you go. Um, so on, on Elthakiria, the, the Greek translation from what I'm seeing, at least for the first verse, this person didn't do enough for the, to translate the second verse, and it doesn't look like it's just repeated again. Yeah. Um, how much rage the primal savagery of his bloodline Pentheus displays. The child of the dragon, the seed of earthborn Echion, no mortal man but a fierce monster, a murderous giant fighting against the gods. Soon, me, the follower of Dionysus, they call Bromius, which just sounds like, holds up, Bromius. Um, <laughs> he will tie up with knots while already inside the chambers he holds prisoner the man leading my cult do you see these things O son of zeus O dionysus do you see the struggles of your prophets standing against the blind fury of the state that's that's a bit rough and then like later in the song uh you hear like the 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 male chorus like chanting something they're just chanting oh zeus yeah near the end um I mean, there's a lot more Greek in there that's not translated, but I will say the the English that's in there, uh, the only bit of English that's in there says, uh, "Now you, now you bless, now you pray for, now you pray for the new God they sent you. Sons of God will forgive you, and the weapon for new wars will give you." I really like that line, that 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 little bit there, and I don't really know know why. It just kind of like stood out a lot to me. Um. But yeah, uh, then the song after that, uh, Le Litany de Satan. Okay. So that was, okay, That I was like, okay, I am, there's a lot happening there. Yeah, okay, so the next one, French song. Yeah, sort of. Le Fleur du Mal. Uh, I guess the It's essentially, flowers. yeah, the, the, the flowers of evil. Or the flowers of oh, of malice, I guess. The fleur yeah. de mal, because what if um if if it's true French, it would be le litan de satan, or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. We we just lost all of France. Um, yeah. But it, it this song's kind of cool because it's essentially a it just a it's a poem. Um, uh, it mm-hmm. was taken from the flowers of evil, which I guess was a a book of poetry or a or a long, uh, uh poem. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much appealing to the human characteristics and nature of the devil, like uh, big instrumentation. That, that's like a pretty standard theme throughout the album again, because it's less about the music and more about the lyrics. Um, yeah. But I did think Ironic. that was cool. 
Um, and that happens throughout. The, there, there's two or three songs where it's not original lyrics. They just took sources from other things. But it's kind of cool. They had some guy named uh, Vorp. <laughs> Vorf. Yes, I did see Vorp. Vorp. Uh, on here. Oh, he actually does have a... Uh, let's see what band he's from. Uh, he looks like he's an industrial kind of guy. Uh, Hell yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's all from... Uh, yeah, the Litanies of Satan. And uh, this, this song is basically a ritual or a prayer addressed to Satan in the place of worship. So, yeah, you know, pretty standard, you know, uh, candles and hoods type of type of thing, yeah. you know. Um, but it is cool hearing something um, in French uh, on a metal album because you don't really hear that too often over here. Uh yeah. Then into uh, Apage Satana, which means begone Satan in in Greek. Uh, I like the beginning of this. It's it's almost ha- it, it, again. It's another one of those things where it's like it's almost half one song and half another song. Yeah. Um, really militaristic sounding sort of things. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that's that's pretty much where I made. I kind of like notarized that opinion. I have of this whole album. I was like, okay, after five, I was like, this really does feel like a war chant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's and it's funny because the majority of the lyrics for that, like, like what the the main people are saying is not listed, like the war chant type of thing. You can't really hear that, figure out what they're saying outside of like you can you can pick out certain things that were repeated. I think in in Nominee de Nostri, um, some of the words and whatnot. Are, are repeated there but this is essentially just the lord's prayer in greek but you can only hear it with the guy that's whispering like so it's almost yeah, an okay. ambient track the guy whenever the whenever the instrumentation kicks in you can hear a guy whispering and he's just whispering the lord's prayer in greek while all this other shit is going on around him which is kind of cool it almost sounds like he's hiding while uh you know he's hiding from the raiding armies of hell Almost is kind of yeah. what it sounds like, and that's what we hear in the militaristic, um, sort of 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 uh, bits from it. You know, I um just looked up. I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I just looked up uh, apage as a as a phrase, like a translation. Yeah, and more interestingly than I mean, obviously we know that it means like go away, Satan, or whatever. Yeah, but the uh, the proper. It's, it seems to be like the, the proper um, translation is more closely resembling something like get the hell away. It's it's a oh, it's meant to be aggressive. Yeah, it's not it's not so simple as like leave me alone. It's like get the fuck. away. Yeah, from like me. be gone, Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. That is interesting. I like I like whenever some translations don't exactly like translate over. I think I might have to yell at my dog because she's snoring really loud. I don't know. You probably can't hear it. Um, I actually can't, so. And then, uh, hold on, let me see if I can find this again. Make sure I'm on the right one. A song about Thanos. Yeah, Tau tau Thanatau, uh, because uh, Thanatus means uh, death. In in Latin, Thanatos means death, so Tau Thanatau, uh, which is, uh, you know, Latin came from Greek. 
and a, okay. and a lot of Latin speakers could could speak Greek is just oh death not uh, of death of death not oh death uh-huh. we de- not that yeah. old little like hillbilly song which would be kind of dope to do uh, for one of those yeah. like little one off things those one song sort of things that that we want to do eventually sure. um, absolutely let's see here what I have written down for this one. yeah uh, means of death in Greek uh, underlying rhythm and Greek flute adds like this this kind of like level of in that, that like real screechy kind of flute thing i'm a, it's it's more greek than than it is middle eastern cuz i hear it a lot in like mm-hmm. in like some of their ethnic music and whatnot but it kind of adds a level of interest to a, a again it's hard to like this is a it's a whole album sort of thing so going track by track is a little bit difficult because it kind of it's attractive from the overall theme because a lot of again a lot of the instrumentation is is not the important thing so adding that flute in there kind of like breaks it up a little bit uh yeah. which i really appreciate uh yeah man the uh the only note i have on this whole album is for this song and it just says tal thanato m dash cool guitar solo yeah really like the guitar solo in this one. it is the i don't remember their is the only guitar it's the only solo, guitar right? solo yeah because yeah. i don't consider like whenever they just like do the the, the guitar notes of the yeah, the, no, the vocal that's... line i don't consider that a guitar solo yeah, so I mean, yeah this is it i mean between the and the like this is demonstrably a this is a guitar solo he went out of his way to shred yeah and it sounded really good it was like um it, it was almost like uh kind of like judas priesty it was yeah there's like, that there's like two guitarists and uh double guitar solo oh, yeah. or whatever and yeah it's very cool yeah, that... it was like a little out of place it was a nice like uh checkpoint i think it was like okay i know where we're at i can it's like especially for like me who doesn't really listen to like a lot of extreme metal or black metal yeah. or whatever um it was like okay i recognize that i see what you're saying there now you're speaking my language oh yeah yeah i i think i think uh for a voice like thunder has uh has a guitar solo as well but i think those are the only two tracks that that do mm-hmm. uh speaking of for a for a voice like thunder featuring nick holmes um I didn't. I I actually don't know who that is. Okay, I was like, I don't know. Who yeah, that hold is. On, let me see if I can find anything. Nick Holmes. The only thing that's popping up is an American actor, and that would be very strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna find this guy. Uh, oh, an English singer and songwriter, which would make sense because. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. This is the right one. He oh, Paradise Lost. Yeah. Oh, so he must huh. in Swedish death metal. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. I've never seen him without his hood on. Hmm. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, that's wild. Okay, yeah. My it's so so tons of respect there. It I do think it's kind of cool how um so uh, for a voice like thunder is um another song that is a a poem. By William, uh, by William Blake, um, who I believe is an English Christian mysticist, which I never knew was even a thing. Okay. Never knew. Let me let me make sure because if they're choosing, uh, not that I would put it past them, but if they're choosing singers that are from the countries that these like poems and stuff are are from, that would be dope. Yeah, um, yeah I really, really, that's really, really cool if they did that. Let me. Uh, yep, English poet. And painter, 
and printmaker because you could be like 13 things. He, uh, get the fuck out of here. No fucking way. Did he do, did he paint Red Dragon? You know that fucking thing from Silence of the Lambs? Yeah. Or not Silence Let's of the Lambs. I know uh, William Blake. I don't know him well, but I know him. Get the fuck. Yeah, he did. So, you know, in, in Red Dragon, the like sequel to Silence of the Lambs or whatever. Yeah, you know that poem, uh, that that painting that the that the yeah. uh, dude is. Yeah, William Blake painted that. How about that? That is wild. Wow. Okay, so yeah, but he was also a poet, and it's a poem called uh, "Oh for a Voice Like Thunder," which, um, reading through it, it's generally against war. It's an anti-war poem, and you know who can we blame for all these wars that we're having? You know, in in, in the poem, he says, "Blame, uh, blame the kings and the nobles of the land." Uh, and the ministers, which is interesting, because mm-hmm. so he it's must he must have been fairly critical of of the uh, establishment at the time and of the church and whatnot, which is pretty brave for for that time. But it, it so it is cool that he chose an an, an English vocalist to uh, to go off on that. Uh, and uh, I do like one of the coolest things about this this track. Uh, it's a great mid tempo song. Probably the most standard metal track so far. It's the only one that feels like a full fleshed out, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like how he switches from the rhythmic speaking and then proclaiming, like, who has caused this, uh, which he does a lot in, in the song. But, um, yeah, I thought it was, it, it, was, it was a very cool, excuse me, a very cool adaptation of a poem for a song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just reading because it says that um, William Blake had some hot takes on your boy uh, Dante Alighieri. Ooh. Uh, specifically regarding the Divine Comedy. I'm just kind of skimming here, but basically, he said. Uh, everything in Dante's Commedia shows that for tyrannical purposes he has made this world the foundation of all and the goddesses and the goddess nature and not the Holy Ghost. So basically, he's kind of saying it's a bastardization of. I mean, and yeah, because the whole purpose. Yeah, okay, so that's not really a take because the Divine Comedy, the Divine Everything, it was written because Dante was mad at the church. So to suggest that he didn't do it with the best mind yeah. for God is exactly the point. I don't know if that was public knowledge, though. Yeah. So maybe he just figured it out before we all did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think they had like a solid couple hundred years uh, between them, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, they I must think have. so. I mean, because this is 1804 this guy was alive. Yeah, well, let me... Now that's going to bug me because I don't be like, oh, he's fucking. And really, they like fucking rubbed shoulders. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> right. no, no. They had like fucking 400 years between them. <laughs> I was going to say, Dante was hella old. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think like Virgil was just dead, right? Or was he still alive? No, he Virgil. Virgil. Uh, no, Virgil. Virgil was significantly older than that. Oh, was he super dead? Yeah. He was like crazy dead. Uh-huh. Like. 
man, if he came back, he would look like one of the skeletons from Army of Darkness. Yeah, so he died in 19 okay. BC. <laughs> okay. I was going to go. say, I'm fairly certain he was like an early philosopher. Um, but, uh, yeah, philosopher, poet. Yeah, I was going to say, I could have sworn he was like, you know, ancient. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's kind of cool. Uh, I, I like whenever bands will do that. They'll just straight up, like, if you, not even like, I, like, saying ripping is not the proper term yeah. but uh doing something borrowing. like that yeah borrowing is cool um next song after Paying that homage. Yeah. yeah next song after that is uh comps on packs comps on packs uh which uh means it's i don't know if it means it but it's essentially essays in light um okay. and what it's it very ironic that packs is supposed to mean light yeah yeah um, <laughs> going back to the Ikea days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so basically, uh, it, it's it's uh, ripping the title from a uh, book of essays by uh, Aleister Crowley. You know, so very oh, okay. on theme, like super on theme. Like they knew exactly what they were doing. It's fucking on brand as shit. Um, uh, let's see here. Yada 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 yada. Means light, light in extension, light rushing out in a single ray, which is in hermetic order of the golden dawns, vermal and autumnal equinox ceremonies. Uh, yeah. So it's essentially like kind of a synopsis of that in song form, which is kind of interesting to to think about uh, about Kabbalistic traditions and the tree of life and all kinds of other things. Um, synagogue of Satan, uh, which sounds like a Jewish yeah. death metal band. I don't know, Synagogue of yeah, Satan. Right. Um, yeah, there's not not like a whole lot to say on that. I like the Gregorian. I, I say Gregorian, even though I it's like Gregorian light style like uh, choruses in it. Uh, the driving instrument instrumentation. There's a lot of chanting in this song, a yeah. lot more than than the other ones, which I think is it, it adds like a really cool vibe to to the entire track. Yeah, I definitely. I definitely. It's another one of those like heavy. Again, like chanting, kind of. Um, and I, I know that I was trying because there's sometimes where it sounds, and it, I mean they are speaking in English in this song a little bit, but it it sounds like. Um, every track there's like little small bits where i'm like was that english yeah because I, I mean if, yeah. especially if it's uh, the guys in the band, you know they're not exactly. Yeah. Um. Because on a few English tracks, it's like, okay, all right, like, you you don't you 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 can just sing in Greek. You can just sing in Greek. It would be, it would be probably a lot easier for you. Yeah, probably. Um. On pack. Yeah, they repeat on packs a, a lot, which is you know probably a, of light. You know. Is that what I said? Yeah. In I light. So. In light. On packs. In light. Um, yeah, really cool track. I dig it a lot. Um, and then it goes into, uh, Deva Devam featuring a Kathir, which is, I'm assuming is a, uh, is a, uh, Indian artist. Yeah. Um, I love this track a lot because of how different it is compared to the rest of the album. Uh, with the, like, Hindi Sanskrit chanting. I mean, the entire song's in Sanskrit, which is kind of dope to think about. Uh, the title was in Sanskrit. 
uh, and I like how the chanting and almost a meditation vibe of it kind of plays off of the harsh vocals and instrumentations of, of the, uh, the the band in the background and not just the featured vocalist for the track. And they threw a little sitar in there for, for good measure as well, which I thought was, of course, if you're going to have an Indian-style track, you have to have a little sitar in there. Oh, sure. This wouldn't be right if you didn't. Nope. Nope, would not be right. Uh, again, it kind of sucks because I'm, <laughs> I'm terrible at uh, picking albums, and if the entire song is in Sanskrit, and you can't find a good proper translation to save your life. Um, but looking at some spark notes here, um, Deva, Deva Dana, oh, God damn it. Deva Devam. Deva Devam means God of Gods. Um, okay. Yeah, so it it seems like uh, from from what I'm reading in the notes here, the majority of the song is is uh, talking about the different uh, Hindu gods, which is kind of okay. dope. Yeah, yeah. So, but like I said, it's all in Sanskrit, and goddamn, I can't read Sanskrit at all. But uh, it looks like Shiva, Ratha. You know, there's a couple names that you can pick out, but but yeah, man. I feel I feel like some of these albums that I'm picking don't just don't make good radio. Well, I mean, there's probably more to be done if we do more. Yeah. But it's like tough because it's like okay, so this one specifically, Sanskrit. It's like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. It 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 really is like putting a lot of faith in the listeners' hands to listen to the albums to have yeah. any any understanding, which, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully they do. But then the yeah. uh, the final track, the Four Horsemen, um, which I thought was going to be a Metallica cover. Nope. I was a little bit like I don't recognize. It is a cover this, though. But it is a cover. Did you listen to the uh, original? I haven't. Oh. <laughs> the the original is actually a fucking banger, and the in the, uh, fuck, I almost want to say go listen to it, but uh, it's. If you listen to it, you would appreciate their cover more because of how different their cover is, while also still being slightly true to it. Mm -hmm. um, because the original one came out in like the '60s from another from a Greek band um, uh, called Aphrodite's Child, and they wrote an entire album that, about Revelations, the the, okay. the the Book of Revelations, and it was and it was super. I mean, it, it even today it would be an eye-catching album cover because it was literally just a red album cover with big block letters that just said six six six. Okay. Yeah. It would be eye-catching as shit, and it's a super. It it has a vibe like the the even the original one has a fucking vibe to it. That like is so weird and ethereal and like heady, whilst being a fairly traditional, you know, '60s like kind of hippie blues rock track. You know, it's it's such an interesting thing that that I I, I never would have expected because I knew their version before I knew the original, and now the original is like one of my favorite fucking like older songs you know and so to hear rod and christ cover it which makes sense because they're they're just you know throwing back to another greek band um i don't know it's super cool it's super cool 
So I would I would definitely recommend uh, recommend listening to that uh, at, at your earliest convenience because it is yeah I, it is dope. I was gonna listen to it before this, but I thought I'd get a couple more listens to the album in instead. And uh, but when I looked at like what the band looked like and can kind of considering everything, I thought I was gonna get. Um, I'm trying to think of what the hell that band name was. It was like. They do the song, and it's um, it's kind of like Helter Skelter. Oh, fuck, what is it? It's like a there's like a yodel thing over like an organ track. Oh Jesus! Oh, what is the name? I know somebody, somebody, the three people that are gonna listen to this. One of them's gonna know what I'm talking. One of them about. is screaming uh, in their car right now. Yes. Um, uh, let me see. Okay, so uh, the song "Focus" by Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I swear to God, it's real. <laughs> or no, the, the song is Hocus Pocus. The band is Focus. Still, still, uh, it's like a speed yodeling band. Um, Jesus Christ! And they're like, it's like it's like groovy, dude. But uh, I like I looked at them and I was like, oh, so it's like this. I assumed. That the original by Aphrodite's Child doesn't sound like this for the, for the no, 60s. it's like it it like the beginning is like real ethereal sounding, and even his voice is like and when the lamp open the first is here, like mm-hmm. it's but then like it's dope because like it has this and, and and initially you're like okay whatever I'm gonna like this is super weird and like weird sounding but then it's like do, 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 and then it just kicks into this like fucking ripping rock chorus you know huh. um, that just talks about you know the first horse uh, is white second horse is red third horse is black and the last one's green you know um, yeah uh, so it's kind of cool that, that, that they covered it and kind of made it their own like almost like doom uh, like a doom metal version of it um, that's pretty cool and then, of course, at the end of the original, they instead of ending it like, uh, like they did with like, <laughs> come and see, his name is Death, and Hades followed with him. They don't do that in the original one. It's just they literally fade out with like, bah, 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 you know, it's like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> but like for what they're talking about, it's like it's it's almost like you know how Bad Moon Rising has like very dark lyrics, but it's a super upbeat upbeat and happy yes. song. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like super yeah. like kind of like jumping and jiving kind of track. So yeah, ten out of ten would recommend uh, the Four funny. Horsemen by Aphrodite's Child. Listening to that as well. Um. So yeah, I know it's kind of I know it's kind of redundant to say but any notable lyrics <laughs> <laughs> i really like that one sanskrit word that i can't say at all yeah um, no i think um lyrically i don't know about lyrically but there were there were some parts i think like i said of, of a page satana that i really liked i can't tell you which ones but they're in there. Yeah. They're yeah. in there somewhere. That, that's understood. One of these days we're going to get an album that's not completely difficult. Uh, an album of mine that's not very difficult. <laughs> um, I promise. I threw some in there. Um, yeah. So so for mine, and I said it before, I really like the now you bless, now you pray for, now you pray the new God they sent you. Sons of gods will forgive you. And the new weapon, and, a, and the weapon for new wars 
will give you. Um, I really like that. I, I like that a lot, even though it's it, it's a it's obviously somebody speaking in a language that they don't speak naturally. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's very critical, in just those those two lines, like like they're gonna. You know, you're you're praying to something that, you know, because like killing is a sin, but killing in the name right. of God is not a sin. You know, so it's like it, it, it's it's interesting. I I did notice that, like throughout the album, it's it's a fairly anti-war album. You know, which is, which is sure. interesting, and and war is a. Uh, this is going to be my hot take. Um, mm-hmm. War seems to be a fairly. Uh, throughout the whole album, a, a a fairly common theme, and like from the uh, in Nomini di Nostri to uh, the uh, uh, Apage uh, Satana, it 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 feels like it's almost like a concept album about the the raiding armies of hell going through and like you know taking back you know like like the, the yeah. apocalypse you know which is which would make sense for the closing track being the four four horsemen which you know is a because the apocalypse yeah. is the final battle between good and evil and this feels like oh well what would it be like if you were on the ground whenever that happened like right. what if these yeah. hoarding armies of demons were coming through you know and that's why in uh in apage satana the lord's prayer being whispered is like very unnerving because, like I said before, it's almost like he's hiding from these these things that you can hear outside, you know, which is yeah. which is very very interesting to to think about. Give that a re re listen with uh, that in mind. Yeah. What's your hot take Damn. for for the uh, for the album? I think. I had a hard time differentiating some songs because a lot of it and this might just be like an ignorant ear i think a lot of it did sound very similar that's fair it does Um, i'm not going to say that you're wrong it 100 percent does a lot of it sounds the same um but it's just in different languages which again ignorant ear was kind of tough to parse together um or differentiate but i see that's the thing is i was i will say this much about it because and not to qualify every single thing that we review or whatever, but I I did like it. I actually, I had no idea what to expect. I expected something entirely different, and that is a totally baseless thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't, like, just looking at the album and, like, looking at, like, Rotting Christ, and, like, again, I'm super open-minded with metal because, again, it is not my foundation. It's where I was born and bred and raised, and uh so i'm usually like all right well i mean i i survived the job for a cowboy years i know that it gets much worse than that i i'll handle it it's not a big deal and i was like impressed by the musicality i was impressed by a story that i don't understand but it's there i was impressed by just like a thoughtfulness that kind of came into it and not like 15 second long tracks um yeah so that was like super cool well that's um, partially why why i picked it because i felt like um because it's very literature oriented mm-hmm. and whatnot and and the the general theme is obviously devil good god bad 
um, yeah. sort of thing. Um, uh, and and the fact that there there's a lot more substance to this with it being in different languages and different cultures and whatnot. I that's why I picked this album in particular from this band rather than something that is more of my favorite. Though I will say this is. Uh, probably the album that I listen to the most by them because I love the general theme and feel of the album and not individual uh-huh. like like you know you were saying a lot of the tracks sound the same and that is 100% correct and I'm not denying that at all um, but I and and like I said earlier it's kind of hard going through track by track because this is more of an you can't really do that with this album you have to talk about it as a whole piece you know yeah for sure. But that being said, good album, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have a favorite track or a least favorite track? Um, no. After, after like we I just really... talked about how hard it was to, to differentiate <sighs> them. I liked, I was really just more intrigued with what was, with what was happening, man. It wasn't like um, a normal thing that I guess that I listened to because it's like, it's musical, but it's, I guess, I just think that the, the, the way it was put together is, is a little alien to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I no, definitely like, I did. So I, I, so I was listening to it in a way that was more like, well, what's going to happen next instead of a way that was like, okay, this is song. Do I like song? Do I not like song? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is probably uh, honestly a better way uh, of listening listening to it anyway. Um, I so, would I would say yeah. that my my favorite track is uh, uh, probably Elsa Kiria because I love her vocals and how unnerving sure. it is because it's it's not it's not something that I'm used to listening to, you know, somebody mm-hmm. like a, a, a lady speaking very quickly in Greek to you in a very panicked yeah. voice and then just screaming <laughs> or, or yelling, you know, and, and uh, just the overall composition of that song. I like a close second would be Devin Denham because I do like how, sure. like how cool that is with the, with the Hindi like meditation chant, the Sanskrit meditation and chanting in the background. Uh, over top of this dark uh, vocals and and instrumentation, um, but uh, yeah, that's that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's about as much as we can squeeze out of this man. Unless you wanted to go over the bonus track. No, no, the uh, the uh, <laughs> Warcraft orc. I didn't even yeah. listen to it. I didn't even listen to it. It's all right. I mean, Is it's the it? same shit. It's okay. all right. All right. All right. Oh, let's uh, let's see what we got on the old the old dice roll. So let me uh, let me sort this once or twice. All right. Let me. Oh, okay. We're gonna roll forty and seven. So let's see here. Number okay. seven is no doubt Tragic Kingdom. <laughs> there we go, boys. And the uh, forty is oxymoron. Fuck the nineties. Here's our noise. Wow, Love that's it. gonna be a ripper of it. Oh, oh, that's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be a good one. So yeah, we have uh, 
we have no doubts tragic kingdoms and uh tragic kingdom and uh oxymorons fuck the 90s here here's our noise and we will uh we'll catch you on the flip side homies all right guys take it easy